0: autofill on Google is Pixar says Woody is bisexual.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy. I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends submerge you in a cesspool of spoilers
0: as we explain, rate slash review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved classics of film. Since this is a cesspool for spoilers, this week we will be explaining all of the movie Repo, the genetic opera. If you haven't seen it and you want to see it before we spoil the whole movie, tune out and tune back in once you've seen it. And for other spoiler timestamps, check out our Instagram and Twitter at We Explain Movies.
1: This is how it goes. We're going to start with our uh, movie watch list items that we checked off this week. Go to some movie related questions followed by the explanation of that movie. We're going to rate it. Then we're gonna close with our watch list item ads and recommendations. And we have
0: guest number 3333.
1: Introduce yourself.
0: Hello. Hi guys, my name is Erin. I am the youngest of the siblings. On my family, yeah. In my family. Yeah. Well, also all of us, you're the youngest guest we've had on this show. I have a little sister. Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> oh my god, wow! <laughs> They're your sister now, too. Great. <laughs> came all the way down here Yeah, yeah some came... fun. Um, yeah, I came down from Portland. That's where I live now. I'm originally from the Bay Area, but I came down this weekend to do Comic-Con with all of you. hmm yeah. yes. This episode is coming at you late because we wanted to spread out our guest stars, so this is from the past. <laughs> yeah. How's it going up there? In <laughs> August. In the future. Woo. Or September. Blah, blah, blah. Woo! It's only July. <laughs> but yeah, so we literally just finished Comic Con and uh spoiler alert, we're all tired. Very but weird. we're gonna have a fun time and Comic Con was a fucking blast. It was, it was a blasty so blast. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start with what did you watch this week? It could have been something from Comic Con or this past week leading up to it. What did you all watch?
1: I watched Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah! It is really good. The intricacies are just so awesome. I noticed at one point that one of the characters threw a bagel yeah. at somebody. And when the bagel bounced off the guy a little word bubble came up, it said bagel. You want to know
0: what's (laughs) so funny is before you even said that just now, I was like, I have to tell them about this cosplay that Jillian saw, which was of someone with that exact part. It Getting hit by the bagel. Yeah, with the bagel like uh, speech bubble thing. Oh my god, that's awesome. Isn't that great? That's
1: so funny. Yeah, I remember seeing gifs of that where it was just like bagel. And that just, that fun, quirky style and attention to detail is so neat. I love that everything looks kind of pixely. Yeah. Because it's Part of a comic book, exactly. and it's the comic book universe, and it adds like a whole, it's like its own kind of animation genre, and uh, that's just beautiful to look at. Something that's really revolutionary
0: for the Spider Verse is that they introduced the Open Color I.O. software, which is what they use to do Spider Verse. Uh, I just know that it's a new kind of software, and it makes it so that it's a lot crisper, and that there's mm. not, because you know how in animation, there's like the frames that they're, like, the filler frames or whatever. Yeah. With this software, everything moves, I guess, kind of in real time, even though it can still stay exaggerated. That's why everything looks really fluid in it. That's cool. They used it in Love, Death, and Robots, too. It's just this mm. certain kind of animation style where you can see, like, if every frame was paused, there would be there would be nothing but crisp frames. Oh. oh. So nothing would blur. Nothing's blurred. Oh, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's probably say, why, all yeah. All those like slow mo shots look insane. And yeah, then, exactly. Yeah. So every time you pause the movie, oh, it crazy. looks crisp and it looks finished. Mm. That's huh. awesome. Mm-hmm. I think for me, before I saw it, honestly, because I'm not, I don't seek out different types of animation. That's not just, that's just not something I'm big into. I'm much more about story. Mm-hmm. And so, seeing the trailer for it, I wasn't turned on by this style of animation. And mm-hmm. once I heard all the good reviews, I was like, I guess I better go see it. And yeah, it blew me away. And the animation really does add to the entire vibe that they want you to to feel. Like, you not only feel like you're in the comic book, but the story itself feels like the type that's served to you in a comic book versus, like, Mm -hmm. a Marvel movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Submersive.
1: Mm -hmm. I guess I also, you know, if we're including Comic-Con watches, I was able to watch the first episode of Dark... Crystal yeah. Age of Resistance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Courtney I and I have opinions on Dark
0: Crystal. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I won't like say anything about it because mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel bad. Did you, know? you positive by or negative?
0: By the time this airs, it's already going to be like long I know. By on. the time it airs, <laughs> it <laughs> it's already going to be on, I feel like. But today oh, wow. it's special. <laughs> they
1: saw Stranger Things. We've all seen Stranger <laughs> <laughs> Things. I uh, I I watched the first Dark Crystal a lot when I was a kid, and I remember like not. liking it, like, as a nostalgia thing, but not privy to it because it's fucking scary for kids, (laughs) but it's very much, like, the characters and pieces of it are ingrained into my mind, and, um, so seeing that Reborn was really interesting, and... And Mark Hamill was there. Cool. He, he voices one of the Skexies, which are the birds. The Skexies. Skexy Skeksis.
0: Yeah. Mark Hamill. I'm pretty sure
1: that's what they're called. They're like the vulture dad guys. Mm-hmm. Like oh. and um, Skexy
0: is the new spoopies. Skexy
1: <laughs> is the new spoopy? <laughs> the Skex, the Skexies, I can't remember. And yeah, it was super cool.
0: What did you watch, Kayleen?
1: Um, so I
0: watched the rest of season what season of it, Black Mirror Five. is it? Five? Uh, Which isn't saying much because it's a three-episode season. But, um, yeah, I finished the other two that I hadn't seen, which were Striking Vipers and Smithereens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Smithereens blew my mind, like you guys said. And, Erin, you said you watched most of Striking Viper, yes? Yes, not all the way through, though. So what part did you get to? I got to when they kissed and then... They kissed in the game, got embarrassed. The guy logged off, and then things were awkward for a minute. Oh, Um, okay. I got apparently wasn't introduced. Do you you want me to tell you what happened? Yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) So, so basically, it just kind of goes back and forth like that for a while, and they end up like getting more and more intimate, and they just go, they just go on to fuck. They don't even try to fight anymore. All right. And uh, it becomes this thing where it's like ruining Anthony Mackie's marriage, and his wife thinks that he's cheating on her, so he tells his buddy like, "We can't do this anymore." it's ruining my life they kind of have this intense scene where he's like you know you miss it like you know your real sex isn't as good you know this was like the best and that we had this connection and stuff um so then they like kind of start to do it again Mm -hmm. and realize they need to see if they're actually gay for each other in real life i thought that's what you had gotten to No. Okay. Yeah, so they kiss in real life and realize they don't have feelings for each other. Huh. And they make it kind of this, like, him and his wife make this agreement because he tells her about it. Where, like, she gets to have sex with someone else once a year. It, it seems like it's once a year, anyway. Sounds very cishet. <laughs> yeah. And he gets to, like, go fuck his friend on this video game. Alright. Yeah. How do you, do you feel that cishet?
1: <laughs> the, the, on the condition that I can fuck a man. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Corny, what was that funny meme that you... Oh, yeah, Dan- Daniel
0: sent me a really funny meme where it was, like, Black Mirror season one, What if really we're just all spending too much time mindlessly scrolling through things and not making personal connections with one another? Black Mirror Season 5. What if you could suck your best friend's dick playing Street Fighter? Not my joke. What's the batteries one you were talking. Oh, <laughs> I that's where you were going with. No, I always, I always say this to Kimmy. Um, where it's just, it's funny when you read text posts and it's like phonetically spelled yeah, one yeah. way, mm-hmm. and it was just like a, a thought one where it was like Black Mirror writer, colon, and then it was spelled W O T, and then batteries was spelled like B A apostrophe E R I E S, and it just said, what if your mum ran on batteries? <laughs> <laughs> it's just. Time, <laughs> that like, was like the weekend thought. That like, was yeah. like that's how he comes up with his ideas. What's your like, mom right? Just like as typing away in the writer's room, and then just turns and goes, "Hey, yeah, I really liked it. I really, really enjoyed the part where they go to see if they think that they're in love. In the because rain. that was interesting mm-hmm. that they actually were like, we need to confront this and figure it out because this is unhealthy. I would say that that's somewhat." Of a downgrade to San Junipero. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. San Junipero was, like, what everyone wanted. Yeah. And was happy. Yeah. Whereas this one's, like... The fact that they don't actually have romantic feelings for each other kind of makes it a, like... Nothing says that the episode needs to be this, like, wholesome, you know, queer-centric thing. But I was expecting it to be, like, another rendition of San Junipero. But Mm -hmm. it definitely just sounds... I don't know, it doesn't sound as fulfilling, but Black Mirror's never really been fulfilling except for a couple. Maybe it was made (laughs) for those exact people who have that fantasy. (laughs) Right? (laughs) 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 And we just can't relate. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that's fair. That's just because we can't get behind it, doesn't mean There's not other dudes out there. (laughs) But then again, I haven't heard anyone raving about how that's their favorite Black Mirror episode. You know, like the internet was a buzz after San Junipero.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it deters away from kind of a, a lot of the thematic elements of... Black Mirror. I just think it's a little thinner than the other ones. Not as like well thought out. Yeah. The repercussions aren't as life changing. stakes are yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Not You're to say as... that I you know don't like uh, you know ones that end happy. You know, mm-hmm, like yeah. I do. But um, I don't know. Just it's, it's something wasn't as enrapturing as, as the other Smith ones Reigns,
0: because Smithereens is the most yeah. realistic episode we've had to date.
1: Yeah, because I, it's so I,
0: relatable too. I mean, so to a point, but like. Yeah, it can happen almost. Yeah, it can happen I, to any of us. I did feel very so. Smithereens, I really liked because, but they something that I said about it is that it does feel almost not like a Black Mirror episode uh-huh. because that's just a tiny, tiny jumping off point for the episode. Yeah. Is the fact that it has to do with social media, mm-hmm. like yeah. it really doesn't drive the episode the way that technology usually does, and mm-hmm. not that I had a problem with that, I just thought it was interesting, it didn't, it didn't feel like Black Mirror, really, yeah. until mm-hmm. the end, I guess, mm-hmm. at certain points, yeah. um, I loved it, I was pretty pissed, though, that they, because some episodes don't have the credit stuff, most of them do, where mm-hmm. stuff happens through the credits, mm. but when the gun goes off, like the sniper gun, Mm-hmm. and then it goes black, I was like, wow, perfect. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. And then they kept showing you stuff, and that made me mad. Mm. And so... It's oh, well, like... just because of the um, like the mom looking at the website? What it's, else did they show? It's the mom looking at the website, they show like Topher Grace having a reaction that also doesn't really make sense. Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. And then I was like, are they trying... Now are they trying to confuse me? Like, I assume that he just got shot... Anyway, I was just upset because I liked when it went black and it was kind yeah. of open for interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, overall, the episode was still amazing. I was just kind of like, you didn't need those last five seconds. Mm-hmm. I know that Topher made the call and that mm-hmm. girl gets to log on to the website. And I wanted to um, leave it as is. Yeah. Did the writing change after it um, went off the BBC and became Netflix-owned? Isn't that a thing? He still writes them all, actually. It's one guy? <laughs> Rashida Jones actually wrote Nosedive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie okay. Booker. Is it Bro- or i think it's charlie brooker, brooker i was going to say uh he writes it all for the most part i believe because i going to say like i do know that he wrote the awful ashley Jack. Ashley too. And oh, I yeah. was gonna say, like, yeah. I feel like out of all of them, that has been the most jarring for me to watch because I had taken like a two-year break from watching Black Mirror mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone on, you know, social media being like, Yo Miley Cyrus and the new Black Mirror, oh my god, and I'm like, I cannot wait to see Miley Cyrus turn into this like fucked up alien or robot or something. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be gnarly, and yeah. I watched it and I'm like
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck was that? Still still Hannah Montana, just a little bit more fucked up. Yeah, Yeah, that
0: one, I don't know, it felt incredibly literal and not, like, Mm. suspenseful and not really, I don't know. Most, or the first two seasons at least, of Black Mirror had a lot more thought to it, whereas this one's very... What if a pop star didn't (laughs) like her manager? (laughs) (laughs) And the manager was her (laughs) mum. What, get this, her mum poisons her. (laughs) What if your mum poisons (laughs) you? What if your mum poisoned your batteries? (laughs) What if you ran on batteries? (laughs) Is it her mum? It's her. It's her guardian. I thought that.
1: Might
0: as well be a mum. Oh yeah, so I was Black Mirror. I watched a couple, like, Clips and, and, like, previews of things at Comic-Con, um, but mm-hmm. not really anything necessarily worth talking about. Okay.
1: So, yeah. Erin?
0: I've been trying to get more into shows as opposed to watching films lately, but, I mean, maybe not intentionally. Uh, I did finish Barry. I'm all caught up with Barry. Uh, there's a docu-series on Netflix called Dark Taurus that I watched just because I've been meaning to get a fix of true crime. What Ooh. is that? Kind of stuff. It's... It's a New Zealand journalist who tours all of these spots across the world that are considered dark tourist attractions, where people like to go and... So not haunted, but, like, here's a crime scene. Kind of, of yeah. Like, for instance, they would go to a house in, I think, New Orleans that was, like, a vampire cult. It was this whole... It was, like, a fandom or culture of people that, you know, saw themselves as vampires, which I thought was kind of interesting and, like, relatable in the sense that I get weird subculture y shit. He also went to Chernobyl. Oh uh, yeah. so stuff like that. Like they, he would go to like places Risky. with extremely high radiation. Which speaking of, I actually watched Chernobyl, which I really oh, you liked. Oh, that, yeah. I really enjoyed Chernobyl. That's something worth talking about. Oh, because nice. the other things I was gonna say was Detective Pikachu, which I didn't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would actually like to know more about Chernobyl. What like what what do they actually do in the show? I do want to watch it, so be spoiler free, but give us the lowdown. It is about the Chernobyl, Chernobyl. In the incident. Chernobyl incident in oh, the so it's like a. Okay, history. I, I was, it's, very, it's very literally what it. happens with yeah. Chernobyl. I was America. under the impression that it was like current Chernobyl. No, no, there's no, also no. that, like, Chernobyl Diaries movie. And there's yeah, with other... Jesse McCartney. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? Stop. I told you to never mention him in my presence again, and that's twice this weekend! <laughs> Why not? What's wrong with Jesse McCartney? Keely's just...
1: <laughs> she loves Jesse McCartney. <laughs>
0: Good. I definitely...
1: Erin's <laughs> too yeah. supportive. I'm like, Keely,
0: you have better taste. Yeah, so that's kind of... Not that I was picturing Chernobyl Diaries, but I was thinking it was mm-hmm. like a fictional current day thing. No, no it's it, i mean spoiler free an within the first
1: look right
0: yeah and i mean within the first 10 minutes of it the actual chernobyl explosion oh, is caused so it yeah. just takes you right into it oh cool um and i mean i can't say for certain that all of the facts from the movie or from the series are accurate cuz i'm sure
1: it's dramatized I'm it's, sure. I'm it's
0: incredibly dramatized but i will say that the final episode they do do the post credit things like the sequences of adding in Actual footage of Mm. things that had happened and real facts and they were... Surprisingly, very true to what had been shown, and I was really amazed by that. Is it a mini series? Like it is, yeah, oh, it's done. It's yeah, ooh. and it got
1: all the Emmy nominations. That's what yeah. I okay. So
0: maybe I'll watch that then if it's
1: like one and done. Yeah. What I hear, it's just very illuminating for people who don't know about it and just kind of mm. think of it as some mythos, right? Yeah. And I saw like a couple like funny internet things that were like uh-huh. Americans are like your government wouldn't hide something like that from you, would they? And it's like, you know, they do, obviously. That's another
0: thing. Yeah, I, I will say that, like, if you make it through to the end and you learn about all those facts after watching the series, you're going to be like, holy shit. Like, you're going to be it like, really... September 20th, let's raid Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, did it happen? <laughs> On September 20th. Is it the 19th? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the like, 21st. Did we rate Area 51? Oh. <laughs> did we rate Area 51 or not? Okay, but Maybe it came up now. It'll still have been too soon.
1: <laughs> Guys, Guys did we long. rate it or
0: not? Future listeners, did we rate it? Well, what are, is are the Zep secrets there? <laughs> this is the last episode because after we rate Area 51, just the world goes to shit. The yeah, aliens are like, hey. <laughs> oh. Cool, Aaron. Anything else or no? Chernobyl, Dark Taurus, Barry, but I mean, we've all seen Barry, so. And again, Detective Pikachu, but I mean, it's we don't really need to talk about Detective mm-hmm. Pikachu. That's okay. So. I'm just gonna say what I got to see the pilot of at Comic-Con. Veronica Mars was oh, there, yeah. and I went to the Veronica Mars panel, and I got to watch the season four episode, which was great, because it's, it's now a network, not a network, sorry, it's now a streaming service show that is not network, so mm-hmm. it's obvious they get away with a lot more they get away with everything essentially uh so it was very interesting to see the characters essentially all grown up yeah and it's gonna be very interesting if we post this in the future and it turns out I loved or hated it because the internet is on fire about Veronica Mars it's the fandom is in shambles right now (laughs) or is it mixed or is it mostly bad I know you said there's a lot of bad I've only seen bad actually um and what's what's hard too and what's scary is like I have to avoid things. Isn't it Um, funny how people are psycho and watch eight hours of television in one night? I mean, that's my (laughs) goal tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think what you're seeing online right now might be a knee-jerk reaction? Maybe. Um, it seems like it's coming down to the ending. And so, I mean, unless they kill Veronica, <laughs> I don't know why everyone is so upset. They do. I watched it. Erin <laughs> was one of those people. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what my reaction is. But, like, it wasn't even exciting when, uh, like, Hulu and Veronica Mars liked my cosplay photo because I clicked on their profile to see if they had, like, re- reposted it or mentioned it. And all of the comments on their profile are like, I can't believe you did this to me. And I was oh. like, ah! <laughs> Scared. Stay off the internet. Yeah, I'm we're very gonna... scared. I haven't That's been like on the internet. That's like how I'm dodging all. Stranger Things spoilers left and right because you I survived Comic Con, dude. Yeah, yeah. You you yeah. got away with a lot. I remember I turned to the to the girls and I was like, Hopper has cuts on his face. What's that from? <laughs> we were like, He's just a feisty dude. He gets into fights. So, that's what I watched this week. Awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a banner week for watches, but that's okay. Uh, and we also only have one question this episode, mm-hmm. because it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a doozy. It's a doozy. So, Repo: the Genetic Opera actually is one of those films that does midnight screenings and shadow casts. And they actually did it uh, for the first time, or they at least had a revival at Comic-Con in 2010, mm. where uh, a few of the actual actors came. <gasps> And performed no way. alongside it the way wow. that you, the same way that you do like Rocky Horror
1: yeah yeah, yeah. They did that you at tell Comic-Con?
0: they did it at Comic Con could you
1: for people who don't know what shadow casts are could you explain yes that so I'm gonna it? go
0: into two because a little background before our question so shadow casts are there will usually be the movie actually playing in the background or on screens on the side and the actors are tasked with lip syncing along to it yeah. with acting it out with having props and other things and costumes on stage and then the audience always has some form of participation as well. I was reading them some fun rituals for The Room, which has, uh, rituals for when they do shadow casts, which actually I don't think they do shadow casts, they mm. just do midnight screenings, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, and so... I think that can count as the same kind of question. Same kind of question. Yeah, so, and I think sometimes, too, they don't necessarily do, like, the entire movie is shadow casted, yeah. but, like, certain yes, pivotal scenes. certain pivotal scenes or songs, yeah. like musicals like Rocky Horror or mm-hmm. Repo, um, with the room, because, you know, like, the, the bad set design of that movie, there were photos all over, there were picture frames all over the house, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all over his house. All the that, furniture was draped in, like, burlap looking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But all the picture frames, they never took out the stock photo that was in it, and they were <laughs> <rubbed, laughs> it was of silver, it was of, like, forks and spoons, and That's so really funny. one thing is that everyone in the audience will throw spoons at the screen, uh, they'll yell out numbers every time that somebody mentions being best friends. You you pretend to throw and catch the football oh, when they're ha- passing footballs <laughs> on stage or on screen. So the question that we came up with, and and if you know Rocky Horror, there's there's plenty of those as well. There's so many mm-hmm. that uh, throwing rice at the wedding, throwing rice at the wedding, just all those kinds of stuff. So what I decided this week is, what is a movie that. You wish had a shadow cast midnight screening, and if you were to design some of the rituals for it, what would they be?
1: Yeah, that's so fun. That I'm proud so of this question. <laughs> a
0: question. Yeah, yes. I think we should be able to like build off each other's too if you have ideas. Oh yeah, jump on in because because yeah. we're not doing a second question and it'll be fun.
1: I didn't really like my idea when I thought of it initially, but the more and more I thought about it, like ritual wise, I was like, people would be into that, and they kind of already do it, kind of just not officially. Harry Potter. Which one? Um, I didn't pick a specific one because I feel like you could make like a huge list of yeah. rituals and they would probably come up some way or another in every movie. Mm, I see. Yeah. And um, here are some shadow cast rituals that I thought of for Harry Potter movies. I'm ready. Everyone brings wands and dresses in robes, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Every time the students in the movie learn a spell, everybody has to do it. Like okay. they, Oh. So when that's learning. why you need to Everyone have a, a wand. swish and flick. Everyone <laughs> cool. does it. Every time a character says, oh, you have your mother I- mother's eyes, everyone <laughs> shouts, we know.
0: <laughs> Can uh, you just frame her so, face. To, we
1: know. Oh, yeah. Every time there's a title drop, like, someone says, this is the Goblet of Fire. Everybody uh, has to do a singular clap. Nice. Oh. You know, so that's going to come up in every movie. You know? Like, the oh. Sorcerer's Stone says it a few times. Yeah, so you have yeah. to clap every time. Right? That's they, fun. It's the Half-Blood Prince. Every time someone says Voldemort, everyone has to scream. (laughs) Uh, um, Every time Draco says Mudblood, everybody has to gasp like it's the worst thing. And um, when there's a wand fight, everybody throws glitter everywhere. So, like, by the time you're done with the shadow cast performance, everybody's, like, covered in glitter. Nice. Those are really good. Now I'm, like, like (laughs) 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 self-conscious. Oh!
0: uh, Do you guys have any you want to throw in for that? I'm
1: trying to think. Okay, let's see. You have to be kind of detailed because... I tried to think of these, like, based off of, like, dialogue and stuff like yeah. that. You know? Yeah, 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 Would you
0: consider everybody, like, people choosing houses, and so maybe you sit with your house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you have sit to sit sections. in sections. Yeah. Yeah. That's some such people, a cute idea. <laughs> some people can choose to be, um, death eaters, and so maybe people can boo them, yeah. and they can, like, they can rise up and stand up in the audience every time death eaters are on
1: screen, That's and everyone funny. can, like, throw
0: popcorn at this them. That's very interactive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just be like some of those you would have to if you're being like shadow cast as like the characters for the performance you would have to like do rehearsals and stuff like that because mm-hmm. it's like really intricate and then I would hope that people would choreograph like fight scenes and they could do all the backflips and shit like oh, that. Yeah. So that the wand duels would be like even more realistic yeah. and up like on stage. That's so
0: cute. Yeah. We and need some good people who like play the actual Quidditch to be like doing a small version of the game. You know on what stage. fuck? I didn't even oh, think about Quidditch. any
1: Quidditch uh, rituals. Everyone yeah. can chant go go, Griffin Yeah, bars. Like
0: root for their team. Yeah. Pretend like they're
1: actually in the stands. Yeah. 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 Uh, Somebody could
0: play the snitch <laughs> and they could, like, run around the fucking theater. around <laughs>
1: theater. That's way, I <laughs> this one was super good because people already do a lot of these things in, like, separate, like, separate areas. Like, there are actual Quidditch teams out there where, like, someone dresses up like a snitch and runs around and you have to catch them.
0: Yes. Can I actually interject and ask a question? Yes. Uh, if we were all to come up with virgin rituals, mm. what would
1: yours be for Harry Potter? For
0: someone going for oh. their first time, what would they have to do?
1: Oh, I They I have meant, to like, get sorted.
0: Oh, okay, they have to, like, come and sit in front of everybody and get sorted.
1: Yeah. Okay. I don't know, it would be something unofficial, like, they would pull it out of the hat or something like that, because they obviously don't know that person, like, personally. Or
0: maybe they could just ask them. (laughs) Be like, who do you really think you are? They (laughs) could ask them that toothbrush question. (laughs) One, what is is the toothbrush? Two, what are your houses? I'm curious. Oh, I'm Ravenclaw. Hufflepuff. know? She's helpful. I am helpful. Yeah. Healthful, healthful. You <laughs> okay, your, your uh, Kaylee, to tell you. your, your toothbrush joke. Oh, yeah. So we were spending this on one of the earlier podcasts, but it's this post I saw one time that was like, every sorting quiz be like, and it was like, how do you brush your teeth? And one's like... Bravely, like
1: Whoa. smartly, what? like uh, nicely, nicely, and the last
0: one's like I'm a snake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Holy fuck! So they ask them that question,
0: and then you all have to you have to yell out which one you want? Yeah, snake, <laughs> snake. You just on the spot made me really want to do one for Twilight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, then I guess I better go next, Aaron. <laughs> no no way, <wait>. Twilight. Yeah, <laughs> Twilight. That's and I just so... coattail off of because <laughs> <laughs> Straight up I, in my brain, I'm like so many fucking ideas. <laughs> is
1: that okay? Just yes, like I want to hear yours too, but yeah, definitely, like, please jump in with Kayleen once she's done.
0: Yeah, no, totally add whatever you want. But I thought a lot of good ones. That's it.
1: a great choice.
0: God damn <laughs> it. Shadow castle. I'm gonna go get wine. Now I'm upset. Erin <laughs> <laughs> is literally walking away. Like, Yo, my very niche movie that I have all these ideas for. <laughs> well, now you know why we always try to fucking fight each other every time that we're answering these questions. Yeah, it's real content. Where's the wine? Break it down for me, (laughs) Forks! How you liking the rain, girl? Oh my god, both of those things are gonna come up. I'm stoked, but pissed at you. (laughs) (laughs) That's the podcasting thing. And these are in order of, like, where they would occur in the movie for the most part. Sure. Okay. Okay, so first of all, much like the sorting houses, you should go in and you have to sit on a Team Edward or a Team Jacob's side of the room. Edward. Uh, They should pass out even though this isn't really how Furry. Twilight is, they mm-hmm. should pass out those like plastic vampire teeth so oh, everyone oh in God. the audience gets one. <laughs> nice. Uh, obviously, people can dress up as whoever they want. Just like Rocky Horror, you could come in your regular clothes mm-hmm. if you want. I thought that the virgin should have to do something, or like at least be shown to be like the, the ones who have never gone before. Okay. And so I was thinking you could get like the glitter paint, and you have to write Cullen on their forehead with <laughs> glitter paint. <laughs> Holy That's fun. fun. <laughs> Every time someone says forks, you throw a plastic fork at the screen. Of course. Mm-hmm. So you need a lot of forks. Yes, you'll need a bag full of forks. I thought that this would be funny because it's, like, kind of a small thing, but also kind of not. Every time that Bella unintentionally cock blocks Anna Kendrick and Mike, you have to yell <laughs> cock block. <laughs> like when he is a and not Anna Kendrick. <laughs> um... I thought for, I have some Shadowcast-like specific scenes that I like, and so I thought it would be fun if uh, there's someone who has to go on stage and block the car from hitting Bella. Like, so <laughs> they calm they the screen as if they're actually blocking the car from hitting her. I also, this is more for us but I thought. In the part where Jacob says, "I know what you're it's saying." It's just a scary story. Everyone in the audience has to go scary story. <laughs> we love that line. There has to be shadow casting for the "I know what you are" scene for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Say it.
2: <laughs> Say it.
0: <laughs> I thought of this one like last, and it makes me really happy. The scene where Rosalie crushes the salad dish because she's mad. Everyone has to throw leaves at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, le- like romaine lettuce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Whenever they play Bella's lullaby, everybody has to like pantomime playing the piano. Aww. Everyone shouts at the same time as the mom in the end when she's like, Bella! 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 On the, on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy really liked that one. <laughs> um and the last one that i have is for the entire sequence where bella has venom in her we have to constantly drumroll.
1: <laughs> where was she what she has
0: venom and she's like changing oh yeah that
1: part yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so that's what i came up with oh, really? oh i have a question uh <laughs> what would you do for vampire baseball I oh thought about that, and I couldn't think of something good. Like, I'm
1: sure there's something there, but if you, if you have an idea... You should get, like, volunteers at the beginning. Like, they should have it so that when you sit in your seat, <laughs> select people, they look under their seat, and they have, like... The <gasps> You've got the baseball bat. you the, 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 the stuff, and you're called up to the front, and Ooh. they play, like, t-ball or something. Oh, you know, that'd be like, cute. That'd or be really fun. Like, Whipple ball. ball or something like that. Oh,
0: yeah, that would be cute. Yeah. I like the under-your-seat bit. That's fun. yeah, Because then you're chosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we gotta come up- We all have to come up with something for Charlie. Charlie. We have to come up with something for Charlie. The dad. Maybe everyone can make a ch-, ch sound every time he's on screen. Oh, every time he <laughs> says something that's awkward, you go, But um. ch. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that's what we have I really liked that. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Aaron. Aaron. It's your turn. See, I really don't know if I want to do mine. I know you have some, so just try it out. But that's the thing is I, like, really don't either. Okay, so how about this? Aaron chose Hot Rod. How about we all help them to build a Hot Rod shadow cast then? Yeah, let's do that. Um, what was the first thing that came to your mind when you thought about it? Well, Courtney suggested jelly beans because the, like, second scene of the movie is him doing a taste test, like a, a closed eye mm. taste test for jelly beans. Everybody. Throwing throwing
1: things at the screen—it's not very creative. About uh, well, when you come in, everybody gets a little packet of jelly beans. Oh, that's
0: cute. There that you go. Cute. Thank you. Yeah. Like a little little Halloween-sized yeah. bag of jelly beans. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to. Whenever Richard came on screen, everyone stands up and does the like hip thrust dance. Oh, dope. that's perfect. I love <laughs> like what you, <laughs> like, <would> you see? Like did you see? Uh, I think every time that Rod is on his motorcycle, Mm -hmm. there should be one person in the full outfit but riding a tricycle like a children's tricycle, just back and forth. (laughs) Across the stage. Yeah. Oh, what about something with the whistle when they're doing the water test? Uh, Oh, everybody does that, yeah Okay, fun fact, my junior year of high school I was in a film production class And we fucking did the scene where Rod goes into the kiddie pool What? To do, like, a breathing test He needs needs to be, like, my body needs to be in top physical form Yeah So he has to stay under the water for 40 seconds That's 20 less than a minute Yeah (laughs) And he has this little, like, cowbell attached to a string And he goes, if anything happens, I will ring this bell and like does a little ding, and then a second later goes, ah, uh, and then the rest of the group just joins in on it. So I mean that could be something to that match would be pitch. Fun. Everyone yeah. gets to yeah. match pitch during uh, that scene.
1: Bing, <laughs> bing. Do they do the water test? Like does he get in the kiddie pool? Yeah, and then they drown him pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe someone in the shadow cast. You should have a kiddie pool. And, and they pause the movie on that part And, and you see how long they can hold their they breath see how long yeah. they can hold oh their breath god. And then every time they have like a performance They mm-hmm. can have a board that shows like The, Ooh, the, the, f- the, the winning record times record? Stuff. Oh my yeah. god I like that, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> It would get really intense to could like, well, yeah, call them paramedics <laughs> <laughs> Yeah
0: one, someone tries to beat it And they pass out Hot Rod fandom has to <laughs> cease shadow Yeah <cast. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and if you're wondering why there's such a thing as a hot rod fandom, we don't know either. It's run by me. <laughs> it's run by me. I think that you've got to have something for with Isla Fisher. So I mean, you could just, every, every person needs to dump an icy on the shoe of the person to the right of I, I was just gonna say, there. I remember there being something about, I didn't know it was an icy. I thought it was a soda. It's, but, it's to join the team, like, he hazes her by just, right. he's like, you have to go through a lot of, uh, a a test. She's like, okay, what's the test? And he's got an icing and just dumps it on her sneakers. with, uh, the the, something under your your seat thing, whoever has the icing under their seat, they get to to dump dump it it. on the person. It's a surprise. (laughs) It's a surprise. You gotta wear shoes you don't care about. (laughs) (laughs) There's the scene where they do the premiere of his little stunt, and everyone in the theater's like, this is terrible! Like, just boo the shit out of it, I guess. I don't know, like, it's just a very hateful moment. What if all the scenes that have the dad, everyone just constantly yells, Oh, you're not my dad! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's my dad. He's super dead. (laughs) (laughs) Those are some good ones. I want to say every time Andy Sandberg leaves the room, like, screaming or aggressively breaking something, like... What, he, he gets in a fight with his dad, and the mom settles them down, and he goes, I need to go to my quiet place. <gasps> yes, that's the best <laughs> scene of the whole movie. Oh, the When he falls down the hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Everyone could get to the top of the theater and <laughs> roll, roll down. <laughs> Dangerous. just take somersaults oh, down the aisle this is the most chaotic shadow cast <laughs> <of her laughs> I was gonna say like everyone goes like outside into the lobby and then you have to like you can't walk back to your seat you have to get to your seat by climbing over all the seats in front God. of you oh, like you're idea. rolling down a hill yes. see like your the answer's for you too like I feel this is something people can get behind whereas with this I feel like it's a very one man show of like hey guys come to my hot rod come to my hot rod <laughs> <Yeah>. midnight here <laughs> <beer." laughs> to Shit. <laughs> they lock the doors. Yeah. They have to participate. <laughs> Last one would be What would you do for your virgins? What do they all have to do? They um, have to get the icy dumped on their shoe. Yeah, maybe they get the icy dumped on their shoe because that's how they join the crew. No, don't say that. That has to do with mine. <laughs> joining the the crew with my virgin one. Well, yours Uh. is probably inherently better, so I'm just gonna steal that. (laughs) Alrighty, mine is inherently worse and I'm scared no one's gonna be on on board for this one, but I'm pumped. shh. Oh,
1: Shish, Titanic. Titanic. Oh, no, that's, that's a party. long performance. Yeah, people would be
0: fucking tired by the end. <laughs> I'm glad that you, your guys' minds are all running towards that's long as opposed to that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> because it's super that's offensive. a long time to be offensive. <laughs>
2: I'm okay,
0: so my incredibly offensive answer is Titanic, <laughs> and this is coming from a die-hard Titanic fan of the movie as well as the ship. <laughs> I have been Shut to the up. Titanic <laughs> <up>. <laughs> The last survivor of the Titanic died ten years ago. No. I'm not offending anyone living. No. And no, it's, it's not a... It's also, it's, it's over a hundred years old, so yeah. like... It's 107. It's a tragedy. It's not like hate motivated. Okay, good. So it's a tragedy, and I'm not gonna actually poke fun at the tragic bits. Instead, I'm really focusing on James Cameron's Titanic and like his the Jack and Rose stuff. Yes. <laughs> so, as here if are some... it were to have never happened, anyways. Anyways, here we go with my Titanic shadow cast. <laughs> Every time that Rose says Jack or Jack says Rose, yeah. everyone in the audience, y- you divide the audience in half, and half count for Jack and half count for Rose because I'm pretty mm. sure the numbers are in the hundreds and I think so too. not hundreds yeah. but in 100 and 80s mm. for how many times nice. the names Jack and Rose are said out loud. So it would be fun to keep like a running tally of that by yelling it all out. Every time it is mentioned, this ship can't sink. Everyone yells out, psych. <laughs> <laughs> During the scene where Rose is smoking at dinner and her mother's like, you know, I don't like that Rose. (laughs) As well as when Jack is on the ship and he's smoking on the deck. I don't know. The audience can like wildly vape. Oh,
2: gosh. (laughs) The whole room can be full of (laughs) smoke.
1: I don't know if you have this one yet, but when she chugs the beer at the dance, Mm -hmm. what did she say? She's like, you think that's impressive? Oh, yeah. She chugs the beer. You think a first
0: class girl can't drink?
1: Yeah, everybody has to chug their drink.
0: Oh, How about like everyone hawks a loogie at people?
1: <laughs> oh, How do I take that away from you? You know me? what I love no. about
0: the icy, the loogie, and the glitter <laughs> is this is impossible to clean. <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean most of these shadow castings make a mess of everything. <laughs> Rice is pretty hard to clean. <laughs> so during the scene where Jack and Rose are practicing spitting, everyone throws water balloons. Just wa- mm. all over the place. <laughs> you just launch water balloons. And then later when it comes back where Rose spits in Kaladin's face... Everyone throws a water balloon at Kaladin, like the actual Oh, challenge. that's so funny. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of water involved in this, <laughs> as there should be. As there should be, virgins have to do the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> that, that is such a good, good idea. <laughs> idea. <laughs> I'm being so mean right now. No, that's, that's so stupid. So it's, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not, guys. So its and isn't. It isn't. <laughs> They're all dead. Isn't it? Isn't I would say it's as offensive as one thing that I actually hate. I hate when you see those inflatable slide parks, and there's a Titanic one. Yeah, oh. as it's as offensive as that. You it's know what? Courtney? America That's everywhere. True. <laughs> yes, those are everywhere. So I'm being as offensive as that. I had another good one. Oh yes, the sex scene. <laughs> oh oh yes, my, the sex scene. <laughs> when the hand gets slammed up against the car Fod window. Fog machines. You, <laughs> y- we fog the theater. Until it's so foggy, no one can see. And then you slap the person to your right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because <laughs> of the, the condensation on yeah, the wall? Yeah, just the, um, big, open-palmed, right in the face. Maybe when, you know, he's drawing her, they draw me like one of your French girls, you can everyone pulls out a pad of paper and then oh and then you have a contest for drawing in the dark and we see who's drawing Ooh, comes and it <laughs> has to be of her it has to be two of people her. two yeah. people come on stage and one of them has to draw in the dark with their non-dominant hand <laughs> it's <laughs> actually that like, great
1: <laughs> the, what length of time is that scene because it's like not enough time to draw so it has to be
0: really it crude be. <laughs> <It's just> <laughs> <rather> <laughs> Stick figures.
1: yeah oh that's
0: perfect um, I really like music-based ones that you you both were talking mm. about. So uh, when the band is is playing their their syncing music, everyone like can mime violining or celloing uh-huh. and stuff. Mm. And then there's gonna come a point where I think everything should stop. I really think things should stop once you see the the old couple in bed holding each other, Aww. and then the yeah, montage. Yeah, take of, a minute to sit. down. Yeah, the third class passengers. You know, the woman putting her children to sleep because they're gonna drown. I mean, it gets it gets too dark yeah. for fun and games. Really, the the fun and games are about Jack and Rose. Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. one person in the audience could have a whistle taped under their seat, and so when Rose has to whistle for the, oh, the lifeboats, yeah. they could be the one person, and it would be really somber. Ooh, yeah. That is cool. I like
1: that. Um, I like that. I just got some goosebumps for that. Thanks. It's pretty good. Ooh, and because ooh.
0: you don't know who it's going to be, so it just comes from <laughs> and
1: somewhere. They, they have to do it like really soft at the beginning. I was so just going to say where around. it sounds like it's kind of like broken up, like Chris yeah. does. Like, yeah, everyone's <laughs> looking for the person who has the whistle. Yeah. Oh,
0: and then some. Somebody else has a flashlight under their seat, Ooh. and they have to find yeah. the whistle. Uh, Turn okay. their phone screen on. Yeah, get, like, a damaged whistle, too. <laughs> yeah, damaged <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't work well. You need a broken whistle and a light bulb yeah <laughs> <and laughs> a flashlight. A light bulb. Um, <laughs> uh, did you like that question? I thought it was that cool. was really uh, That was funny. a really Definitely, good really one. Funny. I'm. Thank you. Uh, so moving
1: on to Repo, the genetic opera. I'm so excited. You guys, I'm so glad you guys are doing it. And honestly, Courtney, when you announced that you're going to do it, like, I swear, I'm not making this up, two, like, seconds before you said it, I was like, I bet she's going to say repo. Like, oh. and then you did, and I was like, holy shit, I've been trying to watch this movie for years. It's on Hulu. That's awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. For years. And because it, I've seen, like, pictures of the movie mm-hmm. on the internet, and it just looks really, like, stylized. It's and,
0: fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's music. I heard the music's really good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's got Carmen from Spy Kids. In oh it. hell yeah, yeah. Alexa
0: Vega. Mm-hmm. I was just
1: Courtney. You asked this earlier. We should guess who who's in it. Mm-hmm. And I I've seen pictures of the cast, and I was trying to remember who else is in it. I'm pretty sure. I think it's Anthony Stewart Head. And he plays Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I was hoping you'd get that because yes. I was like, "Oh, Giles! Like Kimmy's gonna be excited." Okay. Yes. Um. Okay. So I'm I I unfortunately don't know anything about the plot, but you know, from what you've told me, I feel like Carmen. His <laughs> name is Shiloh. Shiloh. She has like you know an organ replacement, I guess, and she can't pay for it, so she's running around trying to. Escape the repo people. Maybe it's like kind of like a hero's journey type thing where she like meets people along the way and learns to defend herself. I feel like she dies at the end just because it's a really dark movie. I don't know. I'm getting some like Phantom of the Opera vibes. I can't really go into a lot of depth, because I feel like this movie has a lot of intricacies. I'm just not going to hit them all. That's, That's
0: okay. got us real excited about what to tell you, though, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Kayleen? Okay, is there a specific actor you wanted us to guess? Because if you describe his character, I will guess. No, I was telling Kimmy that. I, I wanted her to be able to guess. It was for the Buffy. Yeah. Oh, for, for Giles. Giles. Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, okay. The only other one is i mentioned this to you. There's, a, there's two big supporting actresses in this that... You definitely both know one of them, and then
1: Kimmy, I would assume, knows the other one. Kayleen, you might know her Is as well. Is one of them Carmen Electra? No. No, that's wrong. <laughs> I think mean, that's just I'm just getting mixed You're up with, like, right vein. semantics. It's like
0: You're <laughs> in the right vein. Paula type, type of celebrity. Like,
1: Pamela Anderson.
0: <laughs> type of celebrity, sure. But, like, the <laughs> antithesis in body shape of Pamela Anderson. <laughs> who's, who's 2008 hot, rich celebrity women? Wow. Jessica Alba. Lower than that. <laughs> I meant that like, in terms of a year I meant a year like you know like think back more but then I was like it just sounds like they're lower close <laughs> definitely so how I it
1: <laughs> no I was not I meant lowers in
0: the year like think early early uh, 2000s yeah early think 2000s. early 2000s more of like we, Jennifer Love Hewitt. we talked about them on the podcast in a 2005 movie they, are, they were very famous in the very early 2000s not for being an actress, but for being famous. When yes. you think person who's famous for being Harris famous. Paris Hilton.
1: Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: It's Hilton. Wait, wait, wait. She's in the show. Paris Wow. She crushes Oprah. it. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I think
1: she does fine. As you're telling me this, I'm like remembering pictures in my mind.
0: Yes. Like. And then the other one who I, I was excited to tell you about is uh, Sarah Brightman. Do you know who she is? Not by, Not by name. Oh, then we'll, we'll keep that fun fact for when we introduce her character. There is okay. another easter egg yes. person yes and then later there will be a cameo fun that's great okay. I mean. yeah. yeah what do you think though Kayleigh? so I don't know anything about this movie from what you guys have said I'm kind of picturing the crow vibes okay yes I'm really hoping there are some dope outfits like that like uh-huh. <laughs> that people are really um, brooding like that as well what's her name Alexa Vega Shyla? Shiloh Shiloh that she is going to be really badass and really grungy. I'm hoping for also, like, st- kind of a steampunk vibe. Okay. It kind of... The vibe that I have in my head right now is kind of just better, more fun, a Alita Battle Angel. Like, that's totally <laughs> what I'm picturing, especially because of the repo thing. But yeah, she's probably, like, from the poor side of town. I feel like there's going to be a lot of class representation. I think there's going to be the big bad who... Has a lot of money and likes to pick on the poor folks. Guess his name. Ooh, Thaddeus. (laughs) (laughs) Gruishka. Just stealing from past episodes. Okay. Um, Realistically, let's go with
1: Tom. Tom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want it to be like an epic name, like
1: Gregory. Ooh, that's kind of good.
0: Jerome.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, so the, I guess if, so. if Alexa Vega's character's name is Shiloh, then it's got to be something kind of like. A little like... more spicy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Also, Shiloh has no H at the end of it. <laughs> oh.
1: Interesting choice. Zachary with two E's at the end. <laughs> is that talking
0: about the bad guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying to guess the bad guy's name. Yeah, so I think that he's going to be. Maybe they have some kind of personal vendetta against her. Okay. And therefore Mm. they kind of are rigging the system to make her fail. So like maybe she needs, say she needs a new lung to live. Like she needs a new lung. And they don't want her to live because of some past animosity or something she did or something even maybe her parents did. And Mm. I, I feel like she's an orphan. Okay. I just have that feeling. And because of that, Maybe they'll, like, try to get her fired from her job. Something where they are trying to control the fact that she won't be able to pay for her lungs. Okay. Yeah, maybe she'll die, or I'm hoping she gets some kind of cool sidekick to go on adventures with her, and that they will beat up Mm -hmm. the bad guy, and that they will win. And there will be six songs in the middle. Oh, I thought you said six songs. Oh. <laughs> uh, because this is actually a sung-through musical, which means Like Les is? Which means no talking. No talking. talking Constant no. singing. Any conversations are What do you mean? <laughs> it's very it's very minimal regular dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple lines, but yeah. it's not singing and then she says, "Wait." So those are your predictions? Here mm-hmm. we go. The movie's opening sequence is actually a comic book. Oh. And it's you can see the pages turning and there's panels and they go from side to side. Is this based off a comic? No. Oh, <laughs> oh cool. So so it was co-written by two people and one went on to be the director and the other one went on to be one of the leads. Oh. oh. So they're they're just two buddies, partners in film crime. That's one so nice. of which was the writers for Saw. Yes. Whoa. And so this comic book series is is showing us and giving us the background information about Gene Co. and that's spelled with a capital G, E N E, and then as one word, capital C O. So okay. Gene Co is the big mega corporation that funds pretty much everything. They supply you with your needed Organs or surgeries or medicines, uh, as everyone is kind of living in this world, not 100% human anymore. It's not as a, lead a Battle Angel of that person's got a robot arm. Yeah. Instead, it's, it's mostly internal things or appearance things, uh, cosmetic their organs are like manufactured. It did belong to a person, then got recycled into another person. Sometimes that happens, but they are already fake. Okay, it is fake manufactured organs that get recycled, but not like real organs. They're they're not harvesting actual livers uh, all the time. It's it's typically that some, maybe organ transplant exists in this universe, but it is actually machine based organs. Gotcha. That yes, like Aaron said, have a barcode. Hmm. After the after the comic book sequence, the bangers begin. <laughs> The songs? the songs? Yeah. Oh the bangers. The the I was like it's not a term. <laughs> the entire soundtrack of this movie. They're all just real time bangers. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: No bops. Just bangers just no bops. Guy.
0: Only bangers. <laughs> I, got yeah. the, I got They the go mood.
1: hard. Um, What's the genre of music? Rock opera. Rock it's opera. A rock mm-hmm. opera. Yeah. There
0: are some opera songs. There's a lot of punk rock. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of
1: punk. There's a lot of rock.
0: Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> but those are two different genres. Yeah. yeah. And then also there's a lot of musical theater. There are some very musical oh, theater okay. songs. Yeah. Yes. It's it's a lot like Phantom of the
1: Opera. Yes. yes oh yeah. Yes. Oh sick. Props very to much me. So. Yeah. And also we, that right, is in our cliff
0: notes. Our first live action moment after this comic book is of the grave robber.
1: Mm.
0: He is our narrator. Is uh, he like the cryptkeeper? How do we feel about the grave robber? He's a fucking honey.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh no, dude.
0: Grave robbers, a whole ass snack, and he's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh. Like, get ready to be, like, goth turned on. He's got a painted white face. Yes, the crow! He's got long black hair. With a dre- little bit of dreads and some highlights in there. Yeah, they're a, some- little, they're a little twisty. He's very reminiscent of the crow. And <laughs> He's just got a very buttery but deep voice. It, oh do
1: we see? We, yes. oh, I'm sorry, that's a dumb question. Do we know who the actor is? Uh,
0: he's one of the screenwriters, and he actually hasn't really done anything
1: else. Except oh. the shadow cast for Repo. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: oh. performs in his
1: own shadow yeah, he cast? Would go to his own shadow that was cast. so <laughs> nice.
0: Besides a select few, a lot of this cast is all one-off people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which wow. Is, which is personally what I think makes it really impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Very niche and of the film cult.
1: So Grave Robber comes.
0: So Grave Robber comes, and the first to go in the movie is Miss Mimi Marquez on her way home from work. <laughs> and I say that because she looks exactly like Mimi Marquez from Rent.
1: Not oh, no, Ra- sorry, it's I'm not actually It's not really
0: her. It is... But that was my instinct when I saw her. It looks exactly like, out it's tonight, funny. Mimi Marquez walking home, and the, the Grave Robber is standing in the alleyway watching it, and the repo man comes and slits this woman's oh, throat yep. on screen and rips her heart out. Oh. Through her, her th- throat? No, he slits her throat, her throat first, Okay. cuts her open, and then, while she's still, her eyes are awake, she's still breathing, he is digging into her chest cavity ugh, and rips no. it right out. To be needlessly emo and gothic. Like, wow. I I just just again, stab- creators of saw. <laughs> yeah, I could just stab <laughs> yeah. you in the chest, but I'm gonna slit your throat, your eyes are gonna glow blue. We'll talk about why later, and well, then I'm gonna rip your heart out. He <laughs> doesn't destroy the chest because he want. They're gonna recycle the organ. Touche. <laughs> yeah, that's why he doesn't stab her in the chest. I okay. see. You
1: know, I I forgot to mention this as one of my predictions, but I do foresee this movie being incredibly gory. Yep. They
0: do, It happens pretty passively, though, in the way that like it is very gory, but it just flows with what's happening. It's not as it's if not shocking single. like saw. Exactly. Like you're not really alarmed by seeing this stuff happen it's a prerequisite that this is a gory movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. through through the opening sequence the first repo man taking back the organs and then cut to the title of the film it's this super edgy barcode heart beating title very literally it's very grungy very uh I don't want to say cyberpunk, but, like, mm-hmm. if you're comparing yeah. it to steampunk, it's a lot more gothic, edgy punk. Just think, like, circa 2008, Hot Topic. Ah, really? aesthetic.
1: That's probably where they got their costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Have we seen who the repo man is yet? Nope. Wow. And also, they're, yeah, wearing, that's they're wearing a mask. Yeah.
0: And I'll share a fun fact about it later. We get some shots of the city, and we get to see kind of what this world is like. It feels very Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. There are floating billboards everywhere, kind of like these big blimps, but they're huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, all over the city, it's really not clear what the city's streets are even like, because it's kind of floaty. And then there's shots in the sewer, and so it's very like an above ground, like high above ground in an underground type world, okay. bleeding yeah. together. And it's always dark. We never see daylight, ever. Oh, okay. Like, the crow. (laughs) Right, yeah, Yeah. exactly like that. And after the intro sequence, it begins with you seeing a giant blimp with live footage of a character named Blind Mag, who, in this universe, Blind Mag is the big celebrity. She's a very talented singer. Everyone, people want to be her, people want to see her. She's the main attraction of this world. Okay. Uh, Shiloh, the main character... Doesn't go outside very much. We could talk more about that, but she loves Blind Mag. She idolizes her Oh, posters. she does? Okay. Really wants to see Blind Mag, but cannot for reasons to be explained. Do we know what kind of music Blind Mag does? She does. She's very opera. She, oh. it's like, if I tell you that she is played by Sarah Brightman, do you want to guess who Sarah Brightman is and why she would be playing Blind Mag? She's a
1: singer at the time.
0: The actress who plays her is a very famous theater singer, theatrical singer. Sarah Brightman? Was she in a oh, musical? Oh, she lineup?
1: used to be Christine. Yep. yep. She's yeah, the yep. Christine right. Daya, yep. Yes. So they I got her. That. Isn't that dope? That's fucking <laughs> That's rad. cool. Yeah. It's one cool. of the
0: very subtle, like, she's obviously not a big face yeah. performer, nice. but she's incredibly f- famous and well known for what she does. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And so she's blind mag in this world. The next scene is of Rotty Largo. That's who our villain's name is. That, that is Zachary. Brody, that is, Largo. That is <laughs> we Zachary with two E's. That's, that's Jerome. That we is Z- that's close. Thaddeus and Gruishka. <laughs> okay, his God. name is Rotty Largo. <laughs> and his daughter Amber Sweet, who is a wannabe blind mag. She is the I want to be a pop singer. I want everyone to love me and adore me. His three children, Pavi, Amber Sweet, and Luigi. These are crazy names. Yes, they're crazy characters they're and like- Courtney Amber Sweet changed her name to sound more like a pop star because yeah, would you want a name like Poppy Largo? Sure sounds like Ashley <laughs> too. Exactly. <laughs> or it's Luigi Largo. So it's uh, it's yeah. her stage name and Courtney and I both agreed that like this movie could have done very well with just Amber being the the other two siblings weren't necessary. Oh, <laughs> yeah. she could have been the sole child of Roddy Largo. Yeah, the other two siblings I hate. Are yeah. they meant to be like foils? Yes, mm-hmm. and it's. Th- they suck. Yeah. We'll talk about why they suck, but Roddy Largo is with his three children, and Roddy is the CEO and creator of GeneCo. So this is the family. Got it. And mm-hmm. obviously, guess who Amber Sweet is played by? Paris Hilton. Yes. <laughs> nice. Yes. And so. Okay, so I was right about the class thing. Yeah. yeah. Exciting. You were. Roddy uh, is played by Paul Sorvino. Oh. Roddy Largo is with Pavi, Amber Sweet, and Luigi, as well as his two female henchmen. Who nice. are wearing jet black glasses. Incredibly, incredible. <laughs> they're they they're very cyber goth looking, just yes. over the top, like, magic style. style. Yes, yes, yes. Very much so. German like, sex club? Yes! A very German sex <laughs> club. Kailin' <laughs> um, it. And that's a sh- shout out to the panel we went to this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> These female henchmen are known as genterns. Mm. Okay. Like gene interns. Yes, yes. <laughs> <That again>. Genetic, <laughs> <Got> genetic <healing. laughs> interns. Because Gene Co. Yeah, interns. Yes. So the interns bring in a doctor who comes to speak with Roddy because we find out that Roddy Largo has a fatal illness. Oh. We're not sure specifically what it is, but it is slowly killing him from the inside out. The doctor comes in to announce this to Roddy and say it is spreading rapidly. To Roddy's displeasure, he makes eye contact with one of the Genterns, nods his head, and the Gentern proceeds to shoot the doctor right in the chest and <laughs> oh. kill him. Oh, to take his just organs? Just to no, kill him. just to kill him. Oh. They're like, bad doctor, don't <laughs> tell me I'm gonna die. <laughs> Which is just a little glimpse of the over-the-topness that this movie provides, but it still keeps, it It holds up. The only reason that Roddy is going to die is because it's a blood issue, and you can't, you can't come up with, like, Genetic Technology blood. blood. You can't yeah. you can't have some weird synthetic blood. It's that's the one thing in your body you can't replace, pretty yeah. much. Which I love that. Because exactly. you'd have to drain all of your blood and get it replaced all, out of, all you. of your blood. The, 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 that's the like mand- blood
1: transfusions are
0: born. <laughs> those don't exist in this world. <laughs> it's <laughs> fatal. <laughs> but okay. yeah, the, the the one man who monopolizes human organs still cannot keep himself from his own mortality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The irony. Irony, that's a pun, because iron in your blood. (laughs) Uh, Listen. Listen. Hello? Uh,
2: Hello.
0: At this point in watching it, Aaron says to me, Dude, so much stuff in here is edgy, just to be edgy for the sake of being edgy. Mm -hmm. The Undertaker, because next we have a funeral for... Either some rando person or maybe it's that doctor, I don't think they make it clear. But the Undertaker, who is you know, like leading the funeral procession, and it's all over another banger of a song. Ooh. There's this coffin, and it's like chucking along, and <laughs> all the women are wearing these intense black, black veils, veils. Damn. uh, Which like feels very like
1: Beetlejuice, an Evanescence music. Oh, it's like yes. very
0: much again in wow. that era because. Because the Undertaker is walking these these women through the funeral. He's wearing a full-on gas mask. Meanwhile, these elderly women are just wearing veils. So it's not as if the air is unbreathable. The it's gas mask. Let's get, get a, a gas mask back. in there, guys. <laughs> yeah. that, that really fits the mood. The goth right. children will love this. Yeah. Yes. To uh, which I did. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? There's a song that's going and... As it's going, I think it's Grave Robber or someone is narrating and singing, even Roddy Largo can't prevent his passing. Who will inherit Gene Co. And Roddy says... I'll keep those vultures guessing. So it's not clear which of his children oh. he adores the most. Mm-hmm. All of his children Probably Paris Hilton. <laughs> Spoiler, he hates all of them. Because oh. yeah. they're all garbage. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all garbage. <laughs> we get to meet our protagonist next. She is Shiloh and she is asleep. Wearing a gas mask. <laughs> she's asleep. Oh she, she puts mas- on the gas mask when she wakes up, mm. actually. I can't believe she's in this movie. That blows my mind. I love it. And she <clears throat> sings. It's great. She's wearing a hideous black wig. It's really long and very clearly a wig. Oh. But we don't see why she's wearing a wig for a little bit. But it's long, straight, very Samara from the ring. hmm Actually she's just dressed like Samara from the ring. Oh. She but her, her getup is also pretty Victorian, but, but also, it cuts off right like upper thigh. She's mm. just wearing a tiny little white top, but she's got yep. one of those like Victorian a chokers. Victorian chokers with, I think, her mom's portrait on it, or it could just be a woman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. In any case, again, very hot topic. Yeah. Her clothes are way too small for her. She's wearing knee socks and then the tiniest shirt, which is meant to be a dress that you've ever seen. Oh. It's very tiny, very white. She is meant to look like our innocent, demure, mm-hmm. sweet little Shiloh. We cut to Shiloh putting on her gas mask and she's going outside to go visit her mother's tomb. We find out that her mom lived from the year 2011 to 2040, so that gives you a glimpse of the time period. She sings about sneaking out of her house, so we know that she's not allowed to go outside, and it's a sequence of her running around through the grave, or through the tomb of her mom, and she's trying to catch a bug. (sighs) (laughs) A scorpion. A scorpion. She loves (laughs) bugs. She's real into bugs. Okay. (laughs) Yes. The song is still going on, and Shiloh sees that the grave robber is harvesting a dead body for a thing called Zydrate, and Zydrate is this extract that they get. You extract this blue fluid out of a corpse, and it is called Zydrate, and it is used as the street drug. It gets you high oh. gets you real high <laughs> makes you feel alive. <laughs> the lyrics? <laughs> oh my God takes you there. <laughs> so the grave the grave robber. He's robbing graves. He's, he's robbing graves. graves and he's taking xydrate out of these people's what's, bodies. Yeah, what's cool is he's not robbing graves mm. for jewels. He's robbing graves for what's inside of people. And mm-hmm. it's the xydrate that gets put in your body when you receive a new organ. It's kind of like morphine oh, that so, lives on okay. in your body. Yeah. And, I was going to yeah. ask, like, is this just a chemical they're saying all humans have? But it's for people that have had transplants. Yes. Or yes. have had plastic surgery. So they've got the xydrate in their body. Mm-hmm. And people are really addicted to it because sometimes you'll just get a surgery for fun so you can get the Zydrate. Damn. Yeah, so he yeah. contributes to this black market of Zydrate. He's wow. essentially a drug dealer. Yes. He finishes extracting it and he proceeds to just scream at the top of his lungs what he is doing in the graveyard while people are literally searching for grave robbers. You hear you hear in the background there's a megaphone saying grave robbers will be stopped and ceased and killed on sight and all of this and he's digging up a body. <laughs> Shiloh's watching this whole thing and there's a part... There's a line where he's saying, it's my job to steal and rob, and there's a tiny little pause and he just yells, GRAVES! Wow. (laughs) And spotlight goes on him, people just start running after him, Shiloh's like, well fuck, I gotta go too, I guess. (laughs) He doesn't ditch the body, he runs with it. Yeah, he, he takes the body with him. And he doesn't get that side right? I saw a video on YouTube of a shadow cast doing it, and they're literally like hauling a dummy across the screen. It's so funny. It's excellent. He uses the dead body to ram a concrete wall open. Oh my god. It's definitely like a three inch thick concrete wall. He's holding it. He is holding the body horizontally and just slamming the head. Like a battering ram that SWAT teams use. Exactly that. And it opens up a catacomb just full of rotting corpses, and he just goes jackpot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's still, in our notes, it's still sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shiloh. Is following him there and she follows him into the catacombs and is obviously never seen really anything because we know that she is bound to her home. She's not Uh allowed to leave it. She is stunned and Mm -hmm. the grave robber's in there just like, yee, bodies, yay, look at them. And the cops come and instead of, you know, like going into the catacombs and like getting the grave robber, they see her and immediately drag her out. And they take her back home. Her blood pressure warning goes off mm-hmm. on her Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a Fitbit. She's got a little Fitbit that says blood pressure warning. Everybody's Ugh. got a Fitbit. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. important to point out that the last person that she sees before she, you know, be- af- after it goes off and before she passes out is the Repo Man.
1: Oh. Yes, she, she sees the Repo Man. And the Repo Man's still masked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. She wakes up and she's in a
0: hermetically sealed room, and she is also. Old. Her dad is singing a really bad talking song to her. Her dad is Giles.
1: Her father. D- <laughs> God Why didn't you want it to be him? I wanted him to be. Oh, you wanted her to be an orphan? No, I wanted him to be the Repo Man. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Sorry. Is your
0: dad. <laughs> so <Uh-oh>.
1: fucking lame. <laughs>
0: His name is Nathan. Nathan. Why does he get a basic bitch name? No, he's a dad. dad.
1: (laughs) He's a dad. He sings a bad song. Okay, so here are the lyrics. I love it
0: because it's the kind of things that happen in sung through musicals where there's no tune to the song because they're just kind of talking, but they can't just say... I saw dead bodies. What's new with you? It's, I saw dead bodies. And he goes, (laughs) no you you didn't. (laughs) Oh, it's so lame, I can't even stand it. Your mom's blood disease killed her, and now you have it. (laughs) Is that the lyric? I'm pretty sure it is. I definitely know what this part is, because I typed it. Uh, Shiloh, you're the world to me. Everything he does is for her, and she's got a blood disease, the same one that killed her mother. He gives her medicine, and he locks her in her room. The scene transitions to Shiloh having her own solo called Infected, and I guess fun little factoid, it was the ringtone for my Envy touch when I was 12 years old. Hell yes! That much of a banger. Yes! (laughs) It is a great jam. There's this great moody emo music video going on. We see her grabbing at her hair and her scalp and pulling on it because she's put her wig back on just for this song. (laughs) The best lines, you know, are, I'm infected. And it's a whole song she's singing to her dead mother. Mother, can you hear me? Thanks for the disease. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's (laughs) while she's, like, tearing apart stuffed animals. (laughs) It's harsh. It's a lot. (laughs) Yes. uh, Thanks for being alive, Mom. (laughs) She actually never met her mother. She never
1: met her? No. Mm-hmm. Slight tangent here. It, is this performed as a musical outside of shadow casting? Like as an oh, actual no. production? Oh no, sadly. That yeah, should I for wish. sure happen. <laughs> right? That, that should. That should for sure happen. I will
0: email the creator. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I get the feeling they're not tough to reach. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the song ends with the line that's really pulled out and it's, Oh, I want to go outside. And she says that a couple times and she's maybe looking through a window. That's all she wants in life is to go outside. Wasn't she just as in? But she wasn't supposed to She was sneaking out. Her dad <laughs> didn't know that she was sneaking out. And how That's well just... did that go for her? She saw a bunch of dead bodies and then got dragged back home.
1: Greeny bitch. <laughs> she didn't even get her scorpion.
0: Now yeah. her bug collection is sad. Mediocre. <laughs> yeah, mediocre at best. <laughs> There is a new chapter now, and I think it says, like, new chapter, maybe? It doesn't really say what the first chapter was, Mm -hmm. but it definitely says Nathan's story 17 years ago, and it's Uh, told as a comic book. 17 years ago, Marnie and Nathan. Marnie. Marnie. With an I. Okay. She is sick, and he thinks he has found the cure for her. He's like a doctor. Uh, And so he's giving her this medicine. This is all told through drawings and comic panels that are panning Mm -hmm. and such. And it's him, you know, injecting her. It's him giving her the cure. She's pregnant. Turns out it was not the cure. It was not helping her at all. And it says he could only save their unborn baby. He could only pick one. Yeah. There are photos of Marnie that are lining the whole house. They're very Victorian. They're black and white. We're outside of the comic now. There are these holograph-type photos And he's singing, and he says, nothing can ever bring you back. Shiloh can never leave. There's something I can never tell her. He pulls open his fireplace by the mantle. It is a secret door leading to a laboratory. He puts on a kinky dad leather outfit, and there is a guy gagged and tied up in his lair. Yes! Yes.
1: what, What do you think, Kimmy? I think he's harvesting the organs or something. Sex
0: excellent. Sex <laughs> excellent. Alrighty, well we don't get to find out because it cuts to uh, Roddy's children. The worst scene of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> worst song, worst scene. Um, it is a track called Mark It Up, and this is when you really get an introduction to the two sons and the daughter. In parentheses, it is awful. <laughs> it's very, like, over-the-top comedic. Like, it's the three siblings, and they're just wreaking havoc, and they are killing the Genterns that are walking around doing their job. Like, Luigi's very hostile and aggressive and just feels like stabbing one of the genturns. Oh. They're just annoying. They're just annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and they're incesty, and yeah. they're cringy. They're incesty? In a way, there's, there's a part at the very beginning of the scene where Paris Hilton's character walks up to her brother and just licks his cheek... It's nice. But what's kind of cool, like, little fun trivia fact, I guess, is she, like, does that to him, and the actor didn't know that that was going to happen, so oh. the expression he makes, which is very, like, shocked and appalled, was authentic. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, like, Paris was like, I'm an actor, I'm, I can improvise, yeah. and she just saw a man and licked his face, fully forgetting it was her brother. <laughs> which is very on-brand to her. That's so, really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a very scary song. There's this macho freak brother, just like really high testosterone, mm-hmm. big arms, slice everybody up. That's the one she licks. There's <laughs> the slutty daughter. Guess who that is? The one who does the licking. <laughs> and then there's the freak son. Pavi. I hate Pavi. I can't really. say anything good about him. He's He always is wearing a... Like a leather face mask, like when you cut off somebody else's face and put mm-hmm. it on your own. Ew. He's got, he's got a face clipped to his face because he's really into, like, It's another, it's really another It's another face. Yeah. It's like a perfectly flawless Ew. face, so it's not like, oh, that's Poppy and his nice face that he paid a lot of money for, but it's ugly. That's the end of their scene. They're pretty much just fighting the entire time and singing over who's gonna inherit dad's company. I see. Yeah. From there, cut to a commercial of Blind Mag and Shiloh is singing along to it. Because, again, Shiloh is a very big fan of Mag and idolizes her, and while this is happening, she gets a call from Roddy on, again, her Fitbit watch. Ah. (laughs) Wow, so ahead of its time. It's not like a video call, but, you know, she presses it, and then a little icon of Roddy's face pops up and, Uh. like, is moving around and telling her things. Mm. Why would Roddy be talking to her? Yeah. Yeah. Now it says Roddy's story. And it is told through comics. And it is exactly like Nathan's. It's kind of cool because now it's like the same panels, but you realize Roddy is there. Oh, yeah. And the story of Roddy is exactly like Nathan's. It's him with Marnie. And they're in love, and they're happy, and it says, until Marnie left him for Nathan. Oh my god, there is a vendetta. Yes. (laughs) It's his villain origin story, and it says that he poisoned Marnie with Nathan's, quote, cure... Either oh. he poisoned the cure, or he was injecting her a lot, or he was doing something, because it says, this is actual text, Roddy could only punish one. So it's a parallel to it saying Nathan yeah. could only save one, Roddy could only punish one. Meaning Nathan or the daughter? Mm-hmm. Or no, Marnie. Or Marnie. Yeah. Punish Marnie for living. It's Mar- kind of yeah. interesting, because it feels like he punished both. He yeah. took Marnie away from Nathan, and Marnie lost her life. Right. So it feels like he punished both, as well as Shiloh, because now Shiloh's right? her mom. But it says he could only punish one, so it's him choosing which one to punish. And it's it's pretty much Nathan who he chooses because Nathan loses the love of his life yeah. thinking he did it himself. Yeah. He sings about wanting to give his kids none of his fortune. Instead, he chooses to have a secret meeting with Shiloh. Because, again, she can't actually leave the house, so this is all in, like, confidence. Roddy seeks out Shiloh and offers to introduce her to Mag. Because he has, he knows Mag, Mag has a contract with Roddy, he knows that she idolizes her. And from there we go into Nathan's first song, as we know him now as the Repo Man, and it's called Thankless Job. Nathan's the Repo Man? We, well, we know that, right? <laughs> no, we saw him bounding and
1: gagging somebody. <laughs> oh my god, okay, well, yes! Guess,
0: guess what, this song is literally about him cutting up a body to grab the organs out of it, so Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no,
1: yes, all right, you guys are validating me. <laughs> okay, so that's me. exciting, because yes. you thought yes. he would
0: be the repo man, well, and you thought yes. he was a boring dad. <laughs> that's the
1: picture that I saw online. Uh, He's, like, dancing around, yeah. like, a strapped-up guy, and, like, pulling guts out of him uh, and studded. So, no, it's not his actual sex dungeon. He <laughs> is the repo man. Yes, okay, okay. So. A validation feels so good. <laughs>
0: awesome. So So, this is his own little solo bit. It's called Thankless Job, and I... I compare it to, I I said that it's his Gilbert Gottfried song. Oh my gosh. Because he sings really aggressively and through his teeth. Like, it's just, he's just pissed the whole time. And, you know, it's very unlike what we saw with him originally, where he has a guy bound and gagged and just starts cutting him open. At one point, he just sticks his hand... Up the guy's sternum and is like Controlling him like a puppet (laughs) It's just really weird And there's a moment when he stops singing And he's like just He's got his arm up this guy's Core and he's like oh god (laughs) What am I doing (laughs) So then he rips out all his Intestines Yeah Mm. And it's a very character actor musical theater type it's, song. Yes. It's
1: very theatrical yeah. and over the top. I love this. He's such an underrated actor, honestly. Like, oh, he's he, amazing. <laughs> he plays this like buttoned up tweed wearing guy on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and for like the first couple seasons, and like throughout the first couple of seasons, you start to see glimpses into, like, the backstory of Giles, Mm -hmm. and then there's seasons where you find out that he's done, like, really dark shit in the past, Mm -hmm. and, like, it's, like, really a multifaceted character, and so that's really... He also sings in the musical Buffy episode. So, fun fact,
0: he earned this role because the director saw that episode. No
1: way! (laughs) No way!
0: So after that sequence with Nathan ends, we have a very strong understanding of the kind of character he is now. He is the protective, loving father. So we, under- we have a better understanding of Nathan now, and now we go over to Mag's story. So, Blind <laughs> Mag is Marnie's best friend. They've known each other before Shiloh was even born, and we find out that Mag actually has repo eyes, and yeah. her contract is signed in blood everyone's repo contract is signed in blood just mag just mag what does that mean it means that she was not able to afford the surgery but roddy gave her the eyes and said in turn you are my slave essentially Mm -hmm. you will perform for me you will be my pop icon you are you are owned by gene co she is a part of the brand yeah she was blind her whole life, and these eyes give her the ability to see, but also they're super cool eyes that are projectors, and they, they, you can show like video and stuff through them. Uh, but she's a slave to Gene Co. and again, that was all told through comic books where it pans out, and you realize Mag is in the picture too because she was blind her whole life, and she was Marnie's best friend, and we find out her story. The grave robber comes to Shiloh in the next scene and pulls her away. He whisks her away when she's on her way to meet Roddy. Roddy is actually at a concert introducing his daughter's act. Amber Sweet's performance. He is introducing her. It's very Sebastian in The Little Mermaid. And here (laughs) is... Guess what? She doesn't show. Uh Amber is not there after she's been announced, after everyone has come to see her performance. There are all these comic book headlines, like, thrown across the st- screen about, like, where's Amber? Amber, a no-show for her concert. Crazy old Amber is addicted to Zydrate and addicted to surgery. Oh. Cues the best, the best song <laughs> of the movie! Zydrate Anatomy. <laughs> oh. The truest banger <laughs> of this film. So the Zydrate song is the grave robber pretty much illustrating to Shiloh what Zydrate means to these people and how it is the choice designer drug and how powerful it is to people such as Amber and how it feeds Amber's addiction to surgery. That's her main mm-hmm. addiction, is perfecting herself and her look.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It is a song very reminiscent of Les Misses Lovely Ladies, of uh, all these kind of like women of the night gathering around the grave robbers they're all you know scantily clad they're all This uh, is in an alleyway. In an alleyway. Yeah. And Perfect. there's a bunch of yes. there's a, the before the song happens there is a sex worker talking to Shiloh about how she got a, hooked on Xyldre when she was 14 years old and now it's all it's all I the see. crazy yeah. Yeah. It it's changed her life and it's the best thing ever and mm-hmm. we we witness a drug deal and Shiloh is stunned and What's so fun about this song is Shiloh, because we have this sexy grave robber delivering all these lines, and he's got a really deep, wonderful voice, and the the lines are great, but every time he says a line, which is always explaining something, Shiloh responds with a question. So So when he sings, (laughs) he says, Zydrate comes in a little glass vial. And she goes, a little glass vial! (laughs) And he says, a little glass vial! (laughs) (laughs) And it happens all the time later, say the one about Amber. Oh yeah, he goes and Amber Sweet is addicted to the knife. She's addicted, addicted to, the to the knife? knife? Addicted, addicted to the knife. <laughs> knife. Oh my god, what does that remind me of? Oh my god, that sounds just like a real musical. Where it's literally like that. It's like ta 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 ta. Cats 2019. Cats? All right. the Zydrate song really it is all just there for exposition of what Amber is addicted to, what the grave robbers all about. This seedy underbelly of their world, and Shiloh being a fish out of water and not mm-hmm. not knowing anything. She is so sheltered, and so as soon as the cops are coming, she flees. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the song, there's this dope moment where Paris Hilton faints, <laughs> but she faints into her, <laughs> her two bodyguards, her German sex slave <laughs> bodyguards, exactly like. They've got, they've got the visors, they've got bulldog chest harnesses, and she's just out, and they're just fanning her while she's celiacly. Yeah, these two buff dudes fanning her with one arm each, and it's, it's an iconic moment. That's really funny. All right, so from that scene, we go to Nathan, the dad, going to have a talk with Roddy. Um, while he's having this talk with Roddy, all of Roddy's kids are telling Nathan to repossess Mag's eyes. There's a lot of, um, sung through dialogue, and it's very, re- it's very reminiscent to Fan with the opera. Mm-hmm. About the letter, you remember that scene? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you get the letter I sent? <laughs> and what is it I am meant to have sent? Yeah. So it's this back and forth between Roddy and Nathan singing, and Nathan basically is blackmailing Roddy for him murdering Marnie. Nathan, you murdered Marnie. That's why you are now my slave and you are a repo man. Otherwise, I will tell everyone that you murdered your wife. Wow. Yeah. It's real fucked. Now you must repossess Mag's eyes. Roddy's a real bitter man about it. Mm -hmm. From there, Nathan starts to sing a sad little solo, starting with I Remember, and it brings him into this heartless murder machine. He gets really angry about it. And... He begins to repossess the guy that they have tied up into a basement. And they're all, like, around him, and he's just tearing apart this dude. Mm-hmm. Kind of to, to prove to himself that he, that's what he is. He mm-hmm. is a killer, he is... It puts him in his place that he is owned by
1: Roddy. Mm-hmm. So that he can go do the the mag deal? Yes. Okay. That he will do it eventually. It's, it's
0: the part of the lyrics, I remember who you are, you're the night surgeon. As this is what he's doing with Roddy, back at home where Shiloh is... Mag shows up. She comes to meet Shiloh who she's never met and Shiloh's never met her. Shiloh loves Mag and it turns out Mag is her godmom. Because mm. she was best friends with Marnie. Yeah. She's standing outside of their gate. There's lines like, Let me in the gate, I can't let you in the gate. She sings the lines, I was told that you died with your mom. She never knew Shiloh existed. She shows Shiloh, her mother, with her eye projectors, and it's a really cool shot of Shiloh at the door of her home, scared to leave her porch, Mag all the way across at the gate, projecting this image in between them through That's the gate. Nice. It's awesome. And but it's Shiloh yeah. finding out that her idol was best friends with her mom. Yeah, yeah. how cool is that? Mm-hmm. She says to her, "It's too late for me, but don't look back until you're free." Yeah. So Mag, Mag knows that her time is limited. Like, she doesn't know exactly what's going to happen, yeah. but she knows the kind of person Roddy is, and I think she can see this coming almost. Mm-hmm. Nathan shows up in the middle of this heartwarming song. It's actually not, like, heartwarming. It's a, it's a banger.
1: They're all bangers. <laughs> Again,
0: they're all bangers. <laughs> and she goes, hi, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's he's begging her to leave, but Shiloh's begging Nathan to hide Mag because Mag is now a wanted woman. It's projected all over the billboards everywhere, like, Mag, wanted, need her, meh. She's wanted by the repo man. There's a really great trio singing mm-hmm. of each one singing different lyrics on top of each oh. other, and each one telling their own story. It is so sick. Nathan throws Mag out though, and the song changes instantly. It is loud. It's dangerous. Shiloh is showing her dad the magazine though about how Mag is being called to be, or about how Mag's repossession is being called, and she begs him, Dad, please stop the repo man. Keep oh. her inside. Protect Mag. And he yells. Shut up! <laughs> it's one of those spoken ones. The next song is... Seventeen! It's a lot. It's so... This, oh I gosh. wouldn't say it's the worst track, because it's not, but it's, it's not. very, like... Yikes. It's pretty yikes. It's called Seventeen, and it's this little rock solo of Shiloh running around the house, throwing shit at her dad, and being edgy. It starts with saying, I'm seventeen! Oh no. And it's better than forty! It's 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 very reminiscent of Avril Lavigne. She like smacks her ass and is wearing all this Hot Topic apparel. Oh. She's no longer wearing these white baby doll dresses. She's uh-huh. full on Hot Topic queen. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. It's very. It's just so fitting to the emo. Yeah, it's so emo. I'm pretty sure you probably liked that as a child, Mabes. Yeah, you didn't. I, I, you I, didn't I, know it was cringy at the time. You downloaded like, yes. as a ringtone. It was a backup. <laughs> And she imagines herself as a famous pop star.
1: And there's a cameo from Guess Who. Uh, uh, Male or female? Female. Female. Can we have a clue? Who is a... There's a rock song
0: going on. Early Amy Lee. Okay, no. Evanescence. That's Amy
1: Lee. Oh. (laughs) Oh
0: (laughs) Classic rock cameo of a female. Oh. uh, Alanis Morissette. Oh, I wish. (laughs) That's 90s, though. Stevie (laughs) Nicks. Stevie Nicks is a good guess, no? Close.
1: Joan Jett. Yeah!
0: Yeah! yeah! <laughs> Joan Jett from The Runaways from the 70s and 80s. No I'm way! So sorry. It's okay. That's what th- does she She sings a Reputation song. Yeah. Yes. Which is so, a song that's sexy. Erin was like, Who's Joan Jett? And I was like, She sings Reputation. No, the one, from The Runaways. Wait, 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 I don't
1: give a damn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But
0: she also sings Cherry Bomb that, and Crimson that's from and Clover.
1: Joan Jett fucking rocks.
0: The song and the dream sequence end. Um, meanwhile, we go to Amber and Roddy fighting, and you don't see Amber's face, but she comes into the room, and she's all upset. Roddy's trying to comfort her and figure out what's wrong, and her- one of her lines in the dialogue between the two of them is her saying, I look like a crime scene dad, and Roddy turns her to him and faces her, and her face is- is fucked up. Like, it's- it's- it's damaged from too much plastic surgery. She got a bad job done on her face. It's enough to make Roddy, like, barf into his handkerchief. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's it's phantom bad. Like, it's phantom level like bad. Like, when you watch like, Phantom of the Opera and you're like, that's still Gerard Butler and he's still hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, that's right, I guess. Um, so Roddy sees that and is obviously very reminded of how shitty his children are. And he says, I'll have a surgeon fix you up fix you up for your performance tonight. But all you do is take, take, take. That surgery was $90,000. Yeah. Damn. After he barfs, he kicks her out. He's pissed. He hates all his children. His, his kids are awful. They're all terrible. Now it's Roddy's annoying solo about money. I don't like this song. <laughs> I'm not gonna go into it. He calls Nathan after his song and he says, I'll see you at the opera. Shiloh's like taking a napper asleep in her room and Nathan's like, so Roddy thinks he can take Shiloh from me, and Shiloh goes, "What's that, Daddy? <laughs> what?" And he goes, "Oh, nothing, nothing." <laughs> <laughs> They're two feet apart. Yeah, <laughs> he is at her bed frame. Like yeah. he gives her some medicine, and so she passes out, and then heads to his fireplace lair where he repo kills another guy. And Aaron said, <laughs> "I said, oh God, that melon sound because it's very—it's the like uh... sword into a melon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's very pronounced and." a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And the last thing we see before the halfway point is, is that Roddy makes a citywide announcement saying to kill Nathan Wallace. He is now a fugitive. Just like Blind Mag. Roddy just has total control. It's, first I want Blind Mag, everyone must turn her into the Repo Man, now it's kill Nathan Wallace, and no one knows that's who the Repo Man is, so everyone thinks it's like, oh, Nathan Wallace is wanted by the Repo Man. Yep. No one knows who the Repo Man is. Oh, this movie's real fucking good. That's the halfway point. What do you think's gonna happen in the second half of this movie? And keep in mind, this is one of those movies where we're past the time halfway point. It's just a a great place to stop before a big old climax where a lot's gonna go down. Yeah, we're right about at the
1: climax. Well, I think that Nathan's gonna have to come clean to Shiloh about him being the Repo Man. And I hope that things come to light about Nathan not being the one who murdered his wife, or, you know, I guess not murdered, but, you know, was responsible for
0: mm-hmm.
1: her death. Now I feel like Nathan's gonna die and Shiloh's gonna get to live. Oh. And maybe she's gonna take over GenCorp, or whatever it's called. GenCorp. GenCorp. Genco. You know, maybe do away with all the repossession or something like that. Bring about a better world. A better one. A better one. <laughs> or maybe she still will die. I don't know. <gasps> Maybe she dies and Nathan has to deal with losing another woman, but by her dying, she kind of absolves him of his, you know, sins, for lack of a better term, and he's able to move on, and then he kills Roddy.
0: Mm. Kimmy? I think that, but yes, I do think at some point Shiloh will find out that he's the repo man, because how could you not? That's crazy. (laughs) Um, you have to. I don't know how. I feel like it's not gonna be easy. I think what's gonna happen is maybe even Roddy's gonna influence this in some way Mm -hmm. to try to convince Shiloh that Nathan killed her mom on purpose. And she's gonna find out he's the repo man and that's gonna solidify those evil thoughts about her father not, not knowing the full story about everything. Um, so I think that's maybe gonna be the major conflict for the rest of the movie that needs to get resolved. Uh, Yeah, I think Shiloh's going to live. I really hope Mags gets to keep her eyes. I think that Roddy's going to die because he's kind of already on his way out, so like, he just seems like they already kind of wrote him off in that way. Mm -hmm. And one of the kids has got to come in somehow, like either save the day or mess shit up more, one of Mm -hmm. Roddy's kids. And I don't know which it is. I don't think they're going to have any redeeming qualities, but maybe something really small. It's, like, kind of redeeming, but not really. Alrighty. After the halfway point, it is the climax. That makes no sense, but it's the climax. (laughs) (laughs) Beginning with the song. We have hit the beginning of the climax, and the song is called At the Opera Tonight, which... It's a jam! It's a fucking jam. (laughs) (laughs) I may have said previously that there's a song in this that is the jam. No, this is the fucking jam. Oh my god. (laughs) It is very, very reminiscent to Moulin Rouge. Like, everything is... It's very acrobatic and all over the place. It's literally like the MC coming down a red carpet while everyone around him is yelling and hype, and it's the big group number. It's
1: spectacular,
0: spectacular. Exactly. And you kind of get a feel of what the crowd is like in terms of, you know, there are people talking about how Gene Co saved their life, they gave them a new organ transplant, or this woman got a boob job and, and it
1: saved her life. Yeah,
0: it's it's just yes. a lot. And you find out that the people in this universe are also pretty disgusting. And yeah, it's a vapid society. Very vapid. Yeah. Uh but our main characters are delivering some really intense lyrics mm-hmm. um that are just Setting it up. This is what we're going to get in these final moments. It is the buildup. Yes, we've got um, the Grave Robber saying, Take it slow. Amber says, One more hit of the glow. Grave Robber says, Go get cut for tonight's show. Roddy says, Tonight I set the stage. One of his sons says, Tonight we set the stage. Roddy says, My greatest play. The other son says, My greatest face. That's the one who has a face on his face. Oh, God. (laughs) Very literally. (laughs) Roddy says, I'll take the lead. The dumb son says, "My greatest rage." Pavi says, "Pavi gets laid," <laughs> oh <my laughs> with his God. nasty fucking face mask, <laughs> and it's all really good. And then the Repo Man sings at the opera tonight. So Mag, it's all coming down to this one it's the show pinnacle. Yes, Mag says, "Repo Man, come take my eyes at so the he- opera tonight."
1: So It's intense. So
0: everybody knows exactly what their part is going to be. And the grave robber says, it's gonna be a bloodbath. Wow. This movie's so fucking good. (laughs) What an interesting (laughs) film this is. Yeah. It's a great great all-cast song. Alrighty. So before the opera starts, so Roddy shows a video message of the Repo Man saying he's a killer, he's bad. He's just kind of trying to get Shiloh obviously against the Repo Man. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, because she is still unaware of who it is, obviously. Yeah. And then from there, we see Amber Sweet on stage, and she does her little performance. She is the opener to Mag, and this is her time to shine. How's her face? She has a brand new <laughs> face job, and it ain't looking pretty. She oh. straight up has, like, she's got her fingers pressed up against her temples, and she's pushing up her, 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 her skin mask. She got a really bad plastic surgery job prior to the show, and she's doing her bit, she's performing on stage, and she does a little twirl, like, she's- she does a little spin around, and while this has happened, gravity just takes her face right off, and it just drips down her face, and you can see everything is just- like, like a, a face under the face. It's a fa- yeah, like a face off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's it's all of her this tendons and face off. <laughs> face under her face. She just looks. She looks really gnarly, and because this is such a vapid society, everyone just immediately boos her off stage. They're not like, oh my god, your face is gone. They're like, Yikes. get off the stage. Bring on someone hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring on someone with a face. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's just, it's a very fucked up, gross society of people who cheer when the next performer comes on, because the next performer is Mag. Mm -hmm. Mag is singing an opera, and she is singing it suspended on wires. She's this, like, regal angel being lifted up into the air above the crowd, and she's singing in Latin. And we looked up the lyrics to what she is singing. It's called Cromaggia. It's a pretty dope song. And so what she is essentially saying, and we won't read you all the lyrics, but she's singing and she sings, a long time ago, a fatal bird named Cromaggio met the arrow of an archer while flying. <laughs> she says, "Chromagia, Cromaggio, why don't you face danger? The arrow was attached to its wing and it flew trying to shake it off. Pulling the arrow, others get wounded. And the final verse is, Down towards the devil's mouth, its arrow, my eyes. And she says, Come take these eyes from me, I would rather be blind. She sings that in English. Huh. And then... It's important to mention her getup. She's got these really long talons attached to her index fingers. Also, she looks like a bird. She's oh, singing about oh. a bird. She looks and like she, a bird. Yes. So She's flying. When... No, my God. The lyrics translate to "Come take these eyes from me." She obviously knows what is going to happen to her. What is her demise? She decides to take it oh for herself and put the talons straight into her <gasps> eyes, plucks them uh. out, oh my God. and she's smiling. She's like, "This is what I want. I can do this what for myself." What is the audience doing? Shrieking? They're they're like, "What the fuck?" Roddy from the sidelines season is like, "Well." I, all right, this is it. She 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 drove us to this even though he was already going to kill her. They cut the lines that Ugh. she suspended. Directly below it is this scene of snow with a iron. Uh, with a with an iron oh. fence. They cut the ties. She's impaled. Her eyes are in her talons and she is gone. Oh my goodness. It's a dope emo shot of these cavernous black bleeding eyes. Christine Diagel's got her eyes in her fingers (laughs) and she's just MC of the show is like, ladies and gentlemen, it's fine. It's all part of the show. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Curtains are drawn. We cut to Shiloh and Shiloh's being told to kill the repo man and she sees the repo man in the hallway. Who's telling her that? The video of Roddy. Yeah, and unbeknownst to her, she doesn't know yet that it's Nathan, and she has some sort of object and just has, has a blunt object, hits him in the back of the head. He's not unconscious, but he is struck down. At the opera after Nathan survives that and after his daughter has told him to go and die because she's realized he's the repo man. He can't handle it anymore. He is no longer a nice father figure. He sings Let the Monster Ride Mm -hmm. and he goes on a killing spree at the opera. If I'm dead to Shiloh then... Then I might as well be dead to everybody and also everyone might as well be dead. It turns into comics because it's so graphic, he is just ripping everybody apart, but in the middle of all of it, as he's slicing through people at the opera, Luigi, the son, slices him from behind, stabs Nathan in the back as Roddy's gen turns approach and they tase him. So now they have a hold on Nathan, Shiloh- is completely exposed to all of this with the understanding that her dad Nathan is just a complete murdering psychopath. Roddy has done no wrong because she has no idea about the history of Roddy and her mom Marnie. This is all happening on stage in front of an audience. Roddy is encouraging Shiloh to kill her father. He is telling Shiloh that, you know, his da- her dad is this murdering awful person and reveals to Shiloh that her dad is the reason her mom is dead. Oh no. And that's clearly (laughs) a big spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You got it. You got it, my dude. Aileen loves vengeance. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So Roddy has a hold on Nathan and now on Shiloh and has completely turned her against, against him. She says, I no longer trust you, dad. And Roddy says, kill your dad and you can take my empire. It's yours. Because <gasps> he hates all his own children. <laughs> he hates his ki- Yeah, he thinks all of his kids are nasty, awful people, and they are. And, and maybe if he had, had a child with Marnie, they would be as good as Shiloh. Yeah. Mm. So knowing that he is leaving this world, giving his awful kids nothing and his enemies... This is so Snape. It's really vindictive. Like, it's some real bitter, grudgy shit. (laughs) He also tells her, you know how your dad killed your mom? Mm -hmm. He's also been poisoning you. You're not really sick. Which we haven't mentioned, but there have... Is that true? It is, because... Mm -hmm. Is it still against his knowledge, the dad's? He knows. He knows? knows? But this is the thing, is he's not making it a fatal illness, but there are shots in the movie that we hadn't brought up that... He'll drop a tiny little t- capsule into her water, and it will fizzle, and that's the thing that is preventing her from leaving the house from and leaving from the being house. healthy. So he's making her ill, but not terminally. He's, he's making he's her ill so that she can stay with him. Because the world is- but also because the world is awful. Oh. He's trying to protect her. He's trying not to let the same mistake happen with Marnie. There's a lot of motivations that are just him being a good but overprotective helicopter parent. Yeah, he's got good intentions. Wrong execution. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And after Shiloh finds all of this out, Roddy is really intense and is like, kill your dad, kill your dad, take my empire. Literally hands her a gun and is like, do it! Shoot him right now in front of everybody. On stage in front of the entire world. Shiloh actually says no, but... She hands the gun back to Roddy. Rather than throwing it, rather than taking it. Just shoves it to his chest and is like, no! She's like, gross, gun, you take it! What do we think Roddy's gonna do? (laughs) He's gonna shoot Nathan himself. Oh no! He shoots Nathan, duh, and then (laughs) points the gun at his own children because he's just so mad and disgusted and he's yelling at them and he's saying what each of them has done wrong (laughs) and Nathan is bleeding out and Roddy is just screaming at his children and, you know, he's obviously disappointed that his, the child he never had, Shiloh, who he wanted to have everything, mm-hmm. rejected him and all he's left with are these three. So Roddy dies immediately of his own illness. What? Oh, he dies? That's, yeah. It, it's, it's, again, very, very theatrical in front of the entire world on stage after shooting Nathan in the chest. And bitching just his, children. He just is coughing into his handkerchief and just lays down. Very <laughs> dramatically. I'm, like, FaceTiming Aaron as we're watching this, and I'm just like, Wait, how did he die? And they just go, of his illness, immediately. Wow. It's, yeah. But, I mean... I feel it ties in very well with the attitude of the movie. Yeah, I mean, that's how operas are. Exactly. It's like, oh no, I've yeah. got a cold. I'm dead now. ladies. <laughs> <Lays. laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm dead. As we found out, Bob Fosse in real life died dramatically on the night of his play opening. Right? Theater Fuck. people just be dramatic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Shiloh, Sh- 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 uh, doesn't care about Roddy, <laughs> is holding her dying father. Covered is- in his blood. Oh, it's so sad, but it's also so just... Oh, it's dark. She's covered in blood. And she sings to him, I didn't realize how much I loved you. He sings to her, go change the world for me. She sings back. Daddy, you're the world to me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and at this point, Aaron yells. <laughs> what? After this duet, I go, I will die on this hill. This is a good ass movie. Uh. <laughs> Shiloh is covered in blood. He is dead, but she sings about her rise from the ashes. The audience is just sitting there stunned and silent listening to this young 17-year-old rise up. They also still think it's an act. Yeah, they're like, yay, we love it. We see her wearing all black now instead of a baby doll dress because guess what? She's changed. (laughs) And also, she is a celebrity now after this evening. She becomes... The new thing. The Um, new face of Gene Co. And it's also not clear whether that's a good or bad thing. They're not making it seem like Shiloh's just another cog in the system. Mm -hmm. She is just another person who's gonna... Maybe she will change things. They don't Mm -hmm. make it clear what her intentions or motivations are. But now it's in her hands. But we do know that she is no longer just an innocent child who has the world controlling everything around her. It's clear fate... Is up to her. So her dad had Munchausen by proxy, technically. A well, little bit, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like a little bit, but he wasn't doing it like, for attention. <laughs> without, <laughs> like, it's kind of like Munchausen by proxy. He's not trying to get the fucking make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> He's not trying to get a free house. Yeah. <laughs> That's a reference to Mommy Dead and Dears. Oh, No shit. Anyways, here are the final words of the movie sung by the grave robber. Mm. They're reminiscent of the opening sauce. goth opera blood saga <laughs> <laughs> mm. but it eventually leads to him going and now we reach the epilogue and guess who yells from off screen like this movie is just so so sick because they're like we know what our audience wants he goes here comes the epilogue and we hear shiloh yell epilogue <laughs> <laughs> and he explains it it's freaking awesome and that is repo the genetic opera. Wow. I feel like I should applaud. Movie. That was a fun explanation. Yay. Wow. Rate it, rate it, rate it. Okay. Three, two, one. Oh Ooh. I can't see yours. But oh 8. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was an eight. <laughs> oh, it's an eight point <laughs> five. Oh, Aaron 8. and I gave it the same amount. Wait, what? Joe, I it was it was an 8.5, that I got self-conscious. Oh. Oh, <laughs> so eight? which one is it? It's yeah. an 8.5. It's an 8.5. Okay. okay, good. I rate this
1: film an 8.5.
0: I'm really glad, because I almost gave it a 9. Aaron and I both gave it 8.5s. Kayleen gave it... 7.5. And Kimmy gave it... An 8.
1: Yay! Dope! I'm, like, really <laughs> happy with that, because...
0: Yeah, I Aaron's, love this movie. Aaron and I are <laughs> self-aware of it, though. Yes. Nice. Yes. Yeah we, have, yeah. we have grown up with it for the last 10 years, and having revisited it after... I mean, I saw it two years ago, but... It's just still, it holds up, it tells a story, and it executes it the way that it wants to. It's very self-aware, it's very, this is what you get, and they provide it, and it's excellent. And the music's great, the costumes are great, the environments are great. I personally adore this movie. What do you two who haven't seen it think? Uh, I'll go first since I I rated it lower. I was gonna give it an 8 because it sounds really fun. And I'm excited to see it. Like, I really want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot about it that I was excited to see, and also some I'm, like, horrified to see. <laughs> um, I was thinking about it more, like, at the end when we got closer to the rating, and I am I think I should set my expectations lower mm-hmm. so that it'll be more fun. Because I think mm-hmm. if I'm expecting too much from it, it sounds like the type of film that won't satisfy that. I just think I need to be there for the ride. You need so, to give yourself some space to criticize. Yeah, so that's why I gave it a lower than an eight. <laughs>
1: okay. I gave it an 8. I I first had it at a 7.5 because I was like, you know, there's some things that I'll probably think of, like, critically about this film. And I was like, well, what would those be? And I couldn't really (laughs) think of anything. You know, because I think that the things that I would believe to be critical about it would be things that I would still enjoy. I guess my only, you know, negative was that I was hoping... You know the the siblings as villains would have been more fulfilling. Yeah, I would hope that a lot of the dramatics are gonna be are gonna be fully dramatic and not kind of cop outs. Like Mm-mm. I'm not into like a lot of corniness, but I you know musicals can kind of get away with it a little bit more yeah. than regular mm-hmm. drama. I, and I love all, all sung through musicals. Les Mis is my favorite musical. Phantom of the Opera is like a really close second. And I just feel like that this is going to be really special to watch for me. So.
0: Yeah. I'm excited for you to watch it. Yeah.
1: I was very close
0: to giving this a 9 mm-hmm. because 10 out of 10, it means it's my favorite movie or it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's like easily top 5, top 10. Whereas a 9, it would be like, I know it's not the the perfect movie, but I still love it. And so I think an 8.5 kind of is a fair ground because I get what's cheesy about it. It has a special place in my heart mm. and it's also a dope movie. So, so nice.
1: You should watch it. Cool. Do you guys have any, like, fun facts or, like, any information about the critical response?
0: Critically, it was only released in seven theaters at the time. Oh, oh my God. Very, very teeny tiny. It was not a so wide release. didn't have
1: a lot of marketing or... Didn't have a Not lot at all, it, all. But
0: that gave it the opportunity to develop a cult following, I I saw a yay. t-shirt from Hot Topic that was a promo poster for Blind Mag, and I had my best friend at the time, Jess, tell me, oh, my God, have you heard of Repo the Genetic Opera? It's perfect. I didn't know Jess had seen it first. Jess showed it to me. What a queen. Um, She's a queen. (laughs) Yes, she is. That's awesome. Yeah, just just the fact that I have this common ground because there are just... Those things that you have with your siblings, where it's like, this is our thing that we bonded over. And, like, Aaron and I are wearing matching Neopets t-shirts right now. (laughs) Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) We love Phantom of the Opera. We love Donnie Darko. We love Repo the Genetic Opera. Mm. Another fun fact that I was, like, excited to share for the ending is, yes, there is only one Repo man, but in the opening title sequence, when it's the first person slitting that woman's throat, they're in costume, they're in a mask, and you can't see them. And actually inside that mask is the guy who plays Grave Robber. He wanted to have like a cameo as the Repo Man.
1: Oh, because he's one of the creators. Yes. Too. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yes. Alrighty, so to close our episode, uh, as we always do, what are you adding to your watch list and what do you recommend? Primarily on my watch list, I wanna keep I wanna keep going after TV shows lately just because I've been, been I've been on a big kick of HBO stuff. Hmm. Um Oh, uh, Westworld. Yeah, I really want to check out Westworld, especially after having seen the Comic Con panel on it. I also, as per recommendation from We Explain Movies, really want to watch Midsummer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Woo. I've just I've I've heard enough to be convinced. It sounds really fucking rad. So you guys, I'm sure will hear from me about that movie soon. Great. Exciting! Can't wait! Yay! And what do you recommend? I suppose, off the top of my head, a movie I would recommend is Hot Rod. <laughs> <laughs> not just because I brought it up initially, but because you know I'm not a ridiculous movie buff, but I have my I have my taste, mm-hmm. and I'm here to share it with you as a guest star. I really love the movie Hot Rod. <laughs> if you're gonna say that, I'll I'll go next because uh, watch list. We got a special sneak preview of. We got a lot of special sneak previews this weekend, but we went to the Screen Junkies. Uh, panel and got to see their upcoming Honest Trailer for Batman Returns. Oh, so funny. And I just want to watch a ton of Batman movies now. Yeah. It's been on like my my mind to watch the Dark Knight trilogy again, but like now I'm like, I don't really know anything about I've never seen Jim Carrey's Riddler, I've never seen Danny DeVito's Penguin. I would like to watch oh. everything Batman. Mm-hmm. For my recommendation, just because I'm with them right now and it's another movie we would die on the hill of, and they already said Hot Rod, I recommend... Pop star. Never yeah. stop, never stopping. Oh. oh, fucking, yeah, amazing. You, watch. Get, <laughs> yeah, you get two Andy Sandberg recs this week. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good.
1: Kimmy? I would like to add his dark materials to my watch list. Mm-hmm. Saw the panel of it at Comic Con. It looks really uh, interesting and I like the cast, so bring that on. Additionally, I would really like to watch Picard. Oh, Um, yeah. It's the Star Trek continuation um, and really, like, reinvented and darker and more character-driven. So, and I just love Patrick Stewart and I cried when he spoke. Yeah. It was brilliant. And I would like to recommend the Phantom of the Opera movie. Yeah. yeah. I
0: knew someone was going to say that in this episode.
1: I was going to recommend Moulin Rouge, but I feel like that's probably more widely seen than the Phantom of the Opera movie. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even if you don't like musicals, just see it. Because Please. there's no escaping the depth of emotion, the, like, betrayal and jealousy, and you just really feel for the this, like, anti-hero, and it's, it makes you feel really conflicted. The singing is great. The acting is great. The sets are fantastic. There's... I don't know why someone wouldn't like it. I really don't. Yeah, I don't. said that was
0: my favorite period film. It's... Mm. One of my favorite movie musicals. Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. Kayleen, what are you adding to your watch list and what do you recommend? So, I don't know why. I think because this song like, got stuck in my head the other day or something, but it made me realize that I haven't seen the movie Holes in a long no! time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I really want to rewatch
1: Holes. Yeah, the, Was the D10 like, 10 stuck in your head? The Dig It All. Uh, uh, oh, dig, dig It. it. <laughs> that movie is timeless. It's, it's so timeless.
2: Good.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know the last time.
1: I it's the it's... only
0: thing I will accept Patricia Arquette being <laughs> 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 Um, That's fair. Um, <laughs> But I've I've definitely seen it as an adult, but it was sp- has still been a while, so I want to watch that again sometime soon. Awesome. For recommendation, I was thinking, what else is violent, and what <laughs> else is a musical? So I picked Sweeney Todd. I've seen the musical, like I've seen the um, the OBC recording, but I had already fallen in love with the Tim Burton, Johnny Depp version of it. Mm-hmm. So that's, I, I fucking love that. I have all the songs on my old iPod. And it's so good, and if you like Tim Burton,
1: or musicals, or violets, you'll love it. Alright, well, let's sign off. Uh, Join us next week when I explain to Kayleen and Courtney the entire plot of the movie Jolene, starring my fave Jessica Chastain. It's gonna be a hoot. I would like to say, Courtney, Kimmy, Kayleen, thank you guys so much for
0: letting me be a part of this. I had a wonderful time both doing this recording and hanging out with you guys this weekend at Comic-Con. It was really special and really exciting. And I just love spending time with all of you and Hello. I hope to be back sometime in the future when you guys are top 10 podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <laughs> You're gosh, <just> super famous <laughs> and I have an in because I'm Courtney's sibling. Yeah, and that's the only way.